welcome to Asking Eve, the regular podcast brought to you by Emily and Lara, the mother-daughter duo behind Advancing Eve. Our podcast series will bring you a variety of conversations with girls and women who are just like us and you, making their way through life. We hope you enjoy. everybody and uh, welcome to another one of our Asking Eve podcasts. I am super excited today which you can probably tell from my extra squeaky voice to be joined by awesome girl band, girl band, girl group, the Eves. Uh, so we have Caroline and Marissa joining us today. Hello ladies. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. I'm so excited Lara and I. Yeah she's very excited this morning. Oh, even <laughs> on my posh dress on. Oh. <laughs> you look amazing. You look amazing. So are we actually. We were dead excited. Oh my yeah. Oh, but like it's the first time I think that we've come into a studio to do a podcast in a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. Thanks. So, Actually, yeah. leaving the house, we got absolutely soaked. I know. <laughs> Feet are soaked. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to rain till three o'clock, and caught out. It has caught been caught out. But it's great to be in town. Mm-hmm. Yes. because oh, so, you're both outside of Edinburgh, aren't you? We're just down in Leith, so yeah, it's right, not oh, too so far. Come up. Yeah, not yeah. too mm-hmm. far. Lara loves Edinburgh. I'm off yeah. piste already, Lara, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the borders and Lara lives in Edinburgh and every time she has to come home, she's like, oh, get me out of the borders so I won't go back up to Edinburgh. Yeah. So I get excited when I come back though and I get off the train and I just... Yeah, I it's like such it so a... Much. It is a lovely city. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, back to, back to the script. Sorry. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us today. Um, your latest single, The Brand New Day, was released on the 22nd, 23rd of April uh, and I actually heard it on Radio 2 and I was super excited Uh, because Scott Mills was actually presenting the show that day I don't know whose show it was maybe Ken Bruce's show and um, he said two girls from Edinburgh I was like oh my god and then he went the Eves I was like oh my god that's like advancing Eve we need to speak to them (laughs) and I was so excited for you actually Um, how did you feel when you heard that you'd made it onto the playlist for BBC Radio 2 like the biggest radio station in the UK well we didn't know that we were going to get played. So the first play we got was on Ken Bruce and that was a few weeks before the Scott Mills play. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know. Um, I mean, we had obviously tried to plug the single there. There's a, a process you have to go through to present your music to Radio 2. And they liked the song and all that stuff, but they didn't say if they were going to play it or not. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was I think it was a Monday morning. Yeah, It was the Monday after we put the single out, wasn't it, Marisa? Mm-hmm. And our phone started going bananas while our phone's going, <laughs> Ken Bruce is going to play you today. <gasps> well, <laughs> O-M-G. Uh-huh. What was it like in our house? <laughs> it's just pandemonium. Carly was pacing up and down like a pregnant woman in labour. Oh no! She was like texting it. Everybody was texting and you must have been bouncing though. You must have been like, what? My heart was bursting out my chest. The adrenaline. Because was that is that the first time that one of your singles had been played on or had made it to the BBC? Yeah, any of the BBC to playlists. Radio Two. To Radio we have Two. Had, yeah, we've had yeah. we've had quite a lot of um, regional BBC yes. radio play and yeah. um, Scottish radio BBC radio play, but um, Radio Two Radio was Two a massive milestone for me. It was like somewhere I aspired to. Never really thought I would actually get there, you know? Because oh, really, well, because the music industry is. I mean, it's massive. Yeah. It's absolutely massive. And there are so many amazing, talented people yeah, yeah. trying to make it. And it's very few and far between. You know, I think if you make it to something like Radio 2, you're in the top, is it 0.1% mm-hmm. or something oh, like that of artists? Or 0.1%. We're in awe, yeah. aren't we? Um, <laughs> so are we, though. Like, we honestly can't believe it. And, like, you know, when he actually 
played the song, I broke down. I was going to say, did you not cry? Sobbing. I would have cried. And I was sobbing on and off for what, maybe two to three hours. <laughs> uh-huh. Every time I thought about it, I could feel this emotion because yeah. I've been trying to do this for many years mm-hmm. as a solo artist and Memory Eves. Um, and to finally get that recognition because it yeah. is the holy grail of radio yes, in the UK. If absolutely. you get onto Radio yeah. 2, things start happening. People start to pay attention yeah. to who you are. Um, and it was a massive milestone for us, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Huge. It was huge. It was, yeah. We couldn't, we just couldn't believe it. And it is, it's, it's about the recognition. Yeah. You know, because every creative person who's ever lived will go through peaks and troughs of feeling confident and yes. not so confident. And, you know, it's all very well to feel really confident when everybody loves your music and people are playing it and uh-huh. everybody's reacting to it. But when, if you don't get the reaction that you want, you you know, your confidence can go down yeah. and, you know, you think, well, does anybody want listen to this? Listen. What's the point? You know, but so, you know, to get that top end recognition that, you know, that's gone through um, many a selection and panels sit around a table you know the the mm-hmm. producers they sit around a playlist meeting and they they discuss it and they all the um producers of each individual radio show they know they put their hands up and say i want this played wow. it's a show of hands at the side you know so yeah. um without giving away too many industry yeah. secrets but that's you know <laughs> yeah. you have to make it you have to be sitting judged against you know maybe 25 other songs in a session or whatever and to even get to that point you have to you know the right people and you have to be at a certain standard and things yeah, so yeah. it's not just you can't just send your song send in, in. Wow. here's yeah. a tape i made in my bed yeah. <laughs> yeah. but also you're up there with all the big artists that are oh. supported by labels yeah. and publishers and there's a lot of money in that so a lot we of power behind funded, theirs, you know yeah, I mean, we're yeah. not signed uh-huh we paid for production we pay for everything ourselves yeah mm-hmm. um and to get that recognition based on all the hard work that we put in. We've got a great wee team around us as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, and that's our wee family. And just to do it without a label yeah. behind us, throwing the millions at yeah. it or whatever, Aye. was extra special. And is that process easier now than it, than it used to be, kind of getting, breaking through almost without a label? Because it seemed like in the, in the olden days, you know, that it had to be, but music seems to have opened up more. You know, you've got the likes of people being found on youtube or mm. social media has, has that helped do you think or i still think in it's a bit ways, of a secret club to be it? honest yeah. it's like Aye. it yeah, seems yeah. like you know we've got all the technology there we've got all these platforms yeah. you've got spotify mm-hmm. you can but if you don't know who you're searching for yes. how do you find them yeah. and it always mm-hmm. comes down to marketing mm-hmm. pr yeah how strong that campaign is to get people into the public conscious uh-huh. and to do that on your own is very yeah. difficult oh, without the money there to uh, yeah. and you, it's a constant just, effort yeah. eh? unless you know yeah the right people you're just yeah of course there are things you know you might go viral on tiktok or you might you know get you know loads of hits on youtube or whatever you know that happens the sea shanty man and all that yeah. you know i mean that does that happen <laughs> but yeah. for the vast majority of people it is about Rare. you have to either be you know, Spotify is a good example of um, something that's really commanded by the big labels. Really? Yeah. I mean, to to get anywhere on Spotify is really, really difficult. Uh-huh. Um, so if you get that traction, do they look at that and go, okay, there's something there I think worthy? There's th- again, there's a process. Mm-hmm. There's a process to it. And You've got to pitch for playlisting you have to, to Spotify. Spotify. Okay. a certain level yeah. um, and you have to you have to know people and you have to you know it costs a lot of money you know like if you had if you had zero money if you had no money um unless you 
go viral somewhere mm-hmm. you're never ever ever you're gonna never make gonna it because you know you have to pay pr people you have to pay you know all your recording costs you know there's there's so many costs yeah um, massive outlay artwork yeah. for your single costs yeah, yeah. photography yes. videos i mean we did our own video for this we just did it on mobile phones that and was we cobbled it together partly due to covid as well because we uh, couldn't COVID restrictions, do much. Yeah. but yeah. obviously budget costs yeah. a lot of money to do all these things and you're thinking for one single, you spend a few thousand pounds yeah. on one single. You can't do that. Nah, not no. over all and over. the time. Not for everyone. Yeah. You know, and videos don't have the same. They don't have the same traction as they did before. No. You know, it used to be like all about the video and things. <laughs> I'm old enough to know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when MTV just started. I was like, whoa! Yeah. But it was great. Yeah. It was great because you got excited about a video coming out in Madonna like a prayer like there were all, almost all like that film premieres like when a, when a new it was video a big deal it was it really was mm-hmm. and yeah. now I just think it's too fast it's instant mm-hmm. and people want the song they want the track they want the downloads uh-huh. they want to stream it then. instantly yeah um, and no one's got the attention span to sit and watch a whole video no because you'll be flicking on to the next one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all yeah. that time, energy, and effort for somebody to give you three seconds and decide in that nanosecond, whatever, mm-hmm. nah, yes or no, mm-hmm. it feels a bit like this modern way of dating. Yeah, <laughs> swipe, 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 swipe left, left. swipe yeah. right, swipe up, swipe down. Is it? Like, yeah, it's just, it's just mad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm not going to dating, but anyway. <laughs> so uh, the first thing that I did. Um, when I heard and I heard that you guys were called the Eves, I downloaded the single. I saw your uh, single artwork, and it was like so on brand for our brand. <laughs> and I thought I'm going to be brave, and I'm going to reach out via uh, Instagram and send you a message. And when I did that, I could see so much traction um, within your Instagram community. I mean, is that kind of core? Do you have like a core? You mentioned family already, which I'm I'm assuming is your extended the Eve's family yeah. are they sort of central to kind of helping you feel confident and positive and a big part of your life are they definitely I mean I think especially when you're when you're starting out um everybody needs those super fans who go above and beyond and you know share all your stuff and you know when, when nobody knows about you yes. literally nobody knows and the thing is when nobody knows about you nobody wants to know if that makes sense absolutely you know yeah it's only when you start going places that people start paying attention so it's you need those little um those little fire starters in the beginning to to start Aye. shouting about you and, uh-huh, and really uh-huh. and giving you that confidence boost yeah, as well definitely. you know um, yeah. the people that you've known since school or since early days and who the were ones going oh yeah you sound great yeah. absolutely i mean and not even just friends even just you know um fans that that come along in the very beginning um plus they'll support you because yeah it's not just cool to support you they actually like exactly. what you produce and that's and that's really really important as well it's mm-hmm. not just you know i like you because i heard you on radio too or yeah. or God, whatever I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> not at all not at no, all but i mean that's but that's how you but found out about us yeah, this is what yes, you do yes, that's, that's what's yeah, going yeah. out to a bigger reach yeah you Plus know she really was so ex- i don't think she can express how excited she was so oh. i was i work in the fudge shop on the royal mile so yeah. my phone's turned off all day and the day that she heard you i was working so i turned my phone on and i just hear there's a band called the eves exclamation mark their single is great exclamation mark update they're going to come on the podcast exclamation mark exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Oh. <laughs> it was like just a like a celebrity <laughs> today that's why are you so <laughs> nice you're feeding the ego big time. Are <laughs> <laughs> we just happy that people want to to know yeah. about us and yeah. listen to our music because yeah. you know 
could easily go the other way you know people might just not be interested for whatever reason uh-huh. yeah. um, but you know the fact that a song resonates with somebody enough yes. to actually find out who you are and to, to yes. you know to get Care in contact yeah. yeah no I, like music's really important to both of us eh um <laughs> we we if we're, if we're in the car on our own we'll have a full blast nice yeah. nobody else lets us do that do no they? so um <laughs> in, in all honesty i'll be really honest if i if the song it was the song that caught that made me listen to mm-hmm. what scott was going to say next um and if i hadn't absolutely loved it i probably wouldn't have but i mean it's such a good song so we'll put we'll put the link in to the song yeah perfect <laughs> thank you thank you um it, it, and it is great and um so the single itself was written during lockdown mark one mm-hmm. first one wasn't first it? one mm-hmm. yeah. yes um and there's been a lot of coverage in the media about how the lockdowns have really had a very adverse impact on the people within the creative sector um because you can't get out gigging and doing your mm-hmm. thing which is really central to your journey and your progression eh? how have you guys found that i mean have you really missed the live um gigs and everything and did it stifle your creativity at all like did you struggle for inspiration we kind of turned it to our advantage um and that's the kind of people we are we kind of scrap through life we just have to keep going sometimes mm-hmm. and i think you know just before covid things were going really well for us we played at transmit we'd opened for the shires things were hotting up yeah. um we went into london. london yeah, yeah. we were talking to labels in london the week before lockdown oh, or a fortnight Sony before lockdown yeah. oh no yeah. way really so we were talking to labels who were going to get us to start working with their writers and to see how that went um and then boom the pandemic hit and we're like well where does that leave us now because everything was stalled Stop. everything mm. went on hold you know yeah. but it forced us to look at what we were doing the sound that we had because we wanted to get a bit more pop so when we first started out it was still pop music but more acoustic singer songwriter uh-huh. yeah. pop yeah and it kind of forced us to try something new thinking well okay should we try and do something different find someone to work with remotely um um we found lewis gardner who's an amazing producer mm-hmm. um he used to drum and produce for a band called prides in scotland but he's worked with ella goulding and mcjonas and all these people yeah and his music's great and we thought shall we try something and we applied for funding we got funding as well to work on some music with lewis so we were very very lucky Brilliant. to get that um as well from creative scotland great big shout out to those guys yeah um, yeah no definitely and um because we had a load of demos that were kicking about because i think back 2019 it was a mad year we were so busy we with gigs time. rehearsals things had really kicked off we had half songs here and demos there and it forced us to take that break to go right what have we really got in the portfolio let's uh-huh. actually work on that um and we came up with 10 songs um brand new day was one of them yeah mm-hmm. um and i don't think uh, we really realized until we thought about it that we could still keep recording because obviously we're doing it the old-fashioned way of going down to the yeah. studio yeah. and that's obviously the most fun um and we had we had equipment in the house um you know we had quite a, a sit and gather and dust a lot quite of it, a bit, uh, honest. Yeah, yeah quite a bit um and we thought oh well i wonder if we could do remotely and lewis actually works remotely a lot anyway because ah. he does a lot of stuff with people in london and la and where's he based glasgow oh he's glasgow yeah. right yeah um so he does a lot of stuff you know overseas yeah. anyway 
so he he wasn't phased by it at all it's normal to and him, we yeah. thought you so know when we did the first track we thought yeah. you know we'll do the vocals and we'll send them over just as a demo and we'll probably have to go through to the studio and do it again but when he sent the vocals back it was like you would never know really you would never know it was recorded in a cupboard Ah! in the flat it's the technology did you have uh, egg boxes on the wall well actually no that was before we got that was before we set up a wee booth in our our flat we actually had a duvet draped mm-hmm. over the wardrobes and made a sound booth in one of the bedrooms. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. See, that's um, cool, eh? Yeah. Yes. Like, it was total DIY job. Yeah. It was so annoying. <laughs> every, every time you wanted to record, you had to get off the duvet out and get off the bed. <laughs> all up. And yeah. Anytime there was noise outside or somebody walk up and down the stairs, the <laughs> pipes course. clanging. Yeah. Baby crying. <laughs> You're like, stop. Wait. Go. <laughs> it, it was just, it was, yeah, it was really challenging. Um, was it a it was laugh fun? or was it painful or a bit of <laughs> At first, it was like, this is great. We're still doing work. Uh-huh. We're getting it done and we're getting the results. But towards the end, we were just like, oh man, I just want to be back in the studio. Yeah. This is horrible. Because your flat became your world. It was your work. It was your home. Yeah. It yeah. was your everything. Everybody I had to go through that. It was, and it was yeah. so restrictive. Yeah. And we just felt so confined at that point. Mm. And um, I think for creative people, actually that's worse, isn't it? Because, mm-hmm. you you know, I, th- I don't know, I'm not creative at all, but I would assume your creativity needs for you to be in a good mind space for it to flow, yeah. I'm just assuming. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's some yeah, days totally. where you wake up and you're just, you're not in the headspace. You uh-huh. can't be bothered. Mm. Like, you know, there was some times where we had a wee deadline to get back to Lewis with some mixed notes or to do some more vocals. And you'd be sitting at home going, okay, I know I don't have anything else to do tonight, but I really don't want to sing tonight. Uh, I don't feel like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't feel like it. Yeah. And, and you've got to push through that. You've got to go, right, come on, come on. There's a lot of pushing yourself. It there's a lot of pushing yourself because sometimes yeah you, you do feel in the creative space and you're like yeah let's go and things and then other times you're like the last thing I want to do is rehearse or sing, sing. or what you know whatever sometimes that's that's what it's like but Even you just like, have to keep pushing through and pushing through yeah. um all the time you know so it's not like you know we enjoy what we do but it's you know you don't it's still it, work eh? you don't enjoy it 100 mm-hmm. percent of the time there's always yeah. going to be facets of it and it's yeah. and it is hard work especially when you're um juggling other jobs and other things yes, and yeah. you know if music was all we had to do it would be great yes if you were taylor swift and you could knock out two yeah. smash albums <laughs> during covid <laughs> i know that was phenomenal. she's a machine though like, she's amazing I mean, we love her amazing she is brilliant was, yeah. was that the first concert i took you to yeah i think so oh, i'd love yeah. to yeah. see Did you love it? Oh. Yeah, it was good. we I went with um yeah lara's dad and brother um who's Young, he's younger than Lara, and the two of them just sat there like that. And we were like, <laughs> <laughs> we were like that was a bad idea. We should just yeah. have got the two of us, but yeah, just leave them a home in the future. <laughs> Definitely, I love Taylor. I know, I love yeah, her. yeah, but, yeah, but uh, it is really hard, you know. Like you're saying, I've got a full time job as well oh, during the week yeah. because you need to pay the bills, uh, you know. Yeah, and yeah. until you make it in music, you don't get a lot of return for your investment, so it's it's quite hard. So, um, and things were quite busy last year at work and. 40 to 50 hour weeks you're juggling Whoa. and then you're having to find that energy to so do your singing at night my goodness yeah. um and the zoom fatigue was terrible last mm. year because because i had to work from home all the time um so yeah it was really hard to work in finance and it was that what you do uh-huh. mm. on zoom all yes. day long in meetings and calls all day you're yeah. talking all day you're fatigued Aye. and you don't want to be singing after that although your heart is where the singing is and yes. you'd rather be doing that you're too you're exhausted so, yeah. to do it yeah this is yeah. great though i mean i think this is the sort of chat 
that we want to get across you know people have real aspirations mm -hmm. and sometimes I think that people see the end result and we go oh, just, about. just like mm -hmm. that oh, they've yeah, made no. it irrespective of what it is whether it's a business woman or creatively yep. like you guys there's so much eh? you've got to keep mm -hmm. going and pushing through and balance and juggle you've got to dig deep yeah you know so, there's so many times where you just it would be much easier to give up so much easier yeah. Yeah. but then you just you just keep going for that little and you get little moments or pick. huge moments like being yeah. on radio too well the, yeah. these these but moments pick you up and like keep you going you had yeah. said before you know that a couple months probably before we put out the single we were both feeling really tired and really run down and just exhausted burnt out, burnt burnt out. out. Yeah. you know it's like you're investing all your money all your time everything you're in and you're sacrificing time with friends with family yeah. you know just your own health and well-being to do this um and you think is it worth it uh, is it going to pay off in the end yeah. you know and then you get a moment like a peak moment like yeah. you know playing on radio 2 radio 2 or like some of the gigs we had um in 2019 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um they were all peak moments and they just keep you going yes. to drive forward you think actually this is why we're doing this and, and we will get there eventually yeah. but um you just you've got to have that that constant faith yeah you have to appreciate those moments as well not just totally. think about what the like we have them like our version and like mm -hmm. people might think they're small but like no they're big for us and then it, the, we'll absolutely get to the bigger absolutely yeah. we yeah, had to actually yeah you know when we got the play on radio too we had to actually stop for a minute because it's it's obviously everybody's phoning you and texting you and you're getting tagged in so many social things and you're having to do your own social media uh -huh. mm -hmm. so you're, you're on your phone we spent constantly. the whole day on our phone yes. like the entire day and you're thinking actually let's just take a moment and appreciate it let's just actually yeah. have a bit of fun here and we took a bottle of fizz out to the park next door we did yeah, <laughs> <Let's go> say, <laughs> yeah did you celebrate yeah and, and mark had it. a wee glass yeah, of fizz cute. as we, we walked around the pond and we we're just like and breathe <laughs> <laughs> did you not just want to go up to random strangers and go we've just been on radio too we've just been on radio oh totally totally <laughs> or get it on a t-shirt totally <laughs> make it yeah. easier for yourself it was fun but that was a bit of a mad weekend actually because it was crazy we put out the single on the friday mm -hmm. and it was the friday night we got onto the itunes chart that's right yeah so <laughs> as you during the day we so we we went into the itunes chart and we charted i can't remember what it was it's number six or something we went in at or 30 something I can't no remember. it was about 60 odd it was 66 yeah. or and something and then we were like oh we've actually charted here which was really exciting because yeah. that's the first time that's happened as well wow um and then so you know we were saying to all our fans you know we jumped on it please like, you know if you yeah. buy the single um and then we were just watching it hour by hour dropping 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 uh -huh. dropping and then by the night time we got to six i think <gasps> number six six in the, in the pop, pop charts chart. and 15 in the main itunes yeah. chart which like, is quite good because you think Absolutely. you're, you're competing global. with... Absolutely, yeah. that's Even, like, I'm sure we leapfrog Justin Bieber and Dua Lipa at one point. And I was like, hold Lara the phone! <laughs> hold the phone! <laughs> Sign us now! Sign us now! Anybody? Hold on, we're taking so many calls. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny. It was, it was dead exciting, though. Yeah. So we, and so that day, we were on our phones oh, constantly. Permanent. Because we were messaging everybody we knew, trying to get them to buy the single. And you should see the amount of screenshots I've got on my phone from every time we moved up a place on oh, yeah. iTunes. Yeah, I can like. imagine. Ridiculous. <laughs> she was working as well. It was really oh, funny. No. So she was working on calls. And it, every so often, I'd pop in and be like, for whatever you know whatever number it was. five number five and i would be keeping a wee score yes. last quarter's figures were really exciting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really funny yeah so yeah. that was that was a mad weekend and then so we were shattered when it came to the monday and, uh, yeah. um, and then we got the radio too yeah yeah play. 
yeah god emotional roller coaster eh? and i can yeah. i can appreciate you would because when even if you're excited it's draining because eh? mm. you're like so hyper yeah. um so but I, thankfully my boss let me log off on so on that day that we got our play good and i was up to 90 yeah. i was like sobbing and everything and i phoned my boss claire bless her and i said claire look massive life affirming moments happened today <laughs> i can't cope with this yeah. i need to take a couple hours out today she was like absolutely oh, go so and nice. enjoy oh, the time and you can catch oh. up your time later and it was great Shout but having to, to go back to my work though after that <laughs> okay no disrespect i'm very lucky that i've got a job that helps me pay the bills right now and until i reach the tipping point i'm gonna have to stick with that just now yeah but to go back to that from that high yeah to back to reality sitting mm. chair in meetings sending out project reports it's very humbling it keeps your feet on the ground yeah, yeah it really yeah, does so the big swing mm-hmm. um so you started off as solo artists um let's chat about both of your stories because we've talked a little bit about yours together but we'll go focus on each of you first so marissa music looked like it's been part of your career your whole life was there any alternative ever at any point because my mum used to want to be a choreographer oh wow <laughs> I've got no rhythm whatsoever <laughs> but you know there was, there's always an alternative TikTok is waiting God for me God loves a trial <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of God love then <laughs> um, any alternative well at one point I was kind of toying between music and drama um, so at school um, I loved I loved both music was always the kind of front runner but um I did toy with the idea of drama for a little a little bit, but no music was it was definitely edging it for me. Um and no, there wasn't really any alternative. To be honest, um that was where I excelled at school and decided to go and study at uni. So I went um and studied a classical degree um as a saxophonist. Wow. So um that was <laughs> that was really hard work. That was that was a long slog um is that like conservatoire type stuff sort sort of yeah, yeah. um i have no idea what that means but is that appropriate <laughs> yeah yes, that is yeah your friend went to the conservatoire didn't she was yeah. it her i went to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. anyway anyway um so yeah just so that was you know that was that was a tough degree and uh, that was a lot of work yeah um and got to the end of it and so saxophone was my main instrument and Got to the end flute of it. as well, didn't you? Flute, flute and yeah. well, piano was my second instrument, but I'd, yeah, before sax, I played flute. Um, and yeah, at the end of it, I thought, right, what am I gonna do now? Because <laughs> saxophone's not part of the orchestra. Yeah. Um, oh, because it was, it wasn't invented. So a lot of the orchestral music, um, was written before the saxophone was invented so who knew yeah so there's no saxophone parts you know so you can't be part of the orchestra so it's you know it's big bands and things like that or solo Uh you know saxophone playing um and i thought i don't you know a lot of people in the course were going into teaching oh of um, course and i didn't really i do a little bit of teaching now and then um but it wasn't really where my heart was lying. I was a performer. It yes, was all about the yeah. music. It wasn't about uh-huh. teaching other people to play music, which is great, you know. Um, but I just I wanted to perform myself and be involved in the music. Anyway, so th- when I was in my final year um, at uni, um, I'd always been able to sing. Like I'd sung my entire life, um, 
but never done it professionally or thought I was any good or anything like that. Um, and one of the guys who was in my year, another saxophone player, Dave, he had a like a sort of function wedding type band, and he was like, "You can sing, right?" Because I think he turned me at a karaoke night or something like that. Okay. Like, in student days, giving it loudly, I'd be on, I'd be hogging the mic the entire night. What was night. your karaoke track? Of oh choice? God, um, I used to love doing a wee duet um, with some of the guys on the course because obviously they were all musicians, of so like most mm-hmm. of them could sing. So we would go up and we would do um, Kiki D and Elton John. Don't go <laughs> breaking break my heart. heart. I loved that one, <laughs> and I loved um, like all the nineties music and nineties classics and stuff like that. And I love we used to do like Bohemian Rhapsody and four part harmony. We would all be standing up there. <laughs> the whole pub would be like, "Wow!" Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we won that competition. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Was, we just yeah. used to seek out the, where are the karaoke bars for a night out. <laughs> we just command the mics the entire night. Anyway, it was dead funny. Impromptu um, <laughs> gig for everybody in the bar. Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, so he was like, you know, you can sing why don't you come and audition for this band? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I the was... wedding singer. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually quite yeah. shy. Like, I would sing at karaoke when I was drunk. Um, but I was actually very, very shy. And the thought of auditioning for a band was like, oh, no, no, no. No, no. Cold sweat. Yeah. Um, but I did it. I went um, and I ended up getting the job. And so then started gigging. And I just remember my first gigs, I was, you know, like so nervous at the point of really throwing up were you oh god yeah see this is great i mean it's not great i mean it's horrendous (laughs) i feel for you um but i think this is good to talk about because again i would never have assumed that you would Mm -hmm. have been like that at all both of you are just so confident and you know owning it um Aye, no, it's, I mean, it's still in, you, you should know. see us before gigs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? We still get nervous to this day. I mean, I think I've never been as nervous as I was at that very, very starting yes, point. And, yes, it's always hard um, at the beginning. Eh? Especially, so t- as well as joining um, that kind of six-piece band, um, I also joined um, an acoustic band uh-huh. too. Um, and so we were doing gigs around Edinburgh and they were quite intimate. So it would be, you know, in very, very small bars uh-huh. and restaurants and things like that where... You know, you, people are chatting lightly, but you can hear a pin drop. You know, yeah. so it's like so it's harder or easier than trying. Actually, at the time, probably harder, yeah. probably more nerve wracking because the other band I was playing, you know, in bars like um, Irish bars like Finnegan's Wake and stuff oh, like that. Finnegan's on it, yeah. yeah. Is it still called that, or is yeah. it? It was when I was a still called that. Yeah, <laughs> that was like rowdy people yes. drunk, and you, you know, it was, I could have probably fed in the background room. a bit more. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, still yeah. nerve wracking in a different yeah. way, but um, yeah, I think that was, and uh, yeah, I used to get so nervous for that, but then. You know, you do something so much, you get used to it eventually. Yeah, so those nerves, gigs later, you know. Those yeah. nerves probably lasted for, you know, three, four months, maybe six months. And then, you know, every six months that goes past, you get less and less nervous, yes. less and less nervous to the point where, um, you know, probably in the last year when I was doing my wedding band stuff, you know, it doesn't phase you at all. No, it so you're not physically sick anymore. Um, No, well... The original well. music's different, so I would get up and I would sing everybody else's music, you know, to 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 drunk wedding guests, and uh-huh. I wouldn't even bat an eyelid. You know, you can, you'd been doing it so long that you could let your mind wander yes. anywhere. You could perform, and nobody would know you were thinking about what you were having for your dinner or yeah. whatever, it, you know, whatever it might be. Um, 
and um, oh, there's that bridesmaid getting with the best man <laughs> totally it was oh, some of the things you've oh, seen <laughs> it was really entertaining actually you'd just be standing parts. there she's like I'll pay you just yeah. <laughs> standing there is like you know you and the band are the only sober people in the oh, whole place and you're the just best view you're placing bets who's going to get with who and who's going <laughs> to she's going to be trouble at the end of the night you just know that would be on stage <laughs> Many, people I've seen a, the stage, many a kilt. I've yeah. seen many a body part. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so your music is still because I suppose yeah. you're being assessed twice. Then you've been judged for your singing ability mm. and your creative music. writing yeah. ability. Totally, music, and that's yeah. exactly it. Mm-hmm. Because you know you can stand up and you can sing, you know, ninety-five or brown-eyed girl or whatever uh-huh. to the cows come home, and everybody's going to love it. Yes, you know they're all going to love it. They're not going to go boo. You know that's a crap song. Yeah, you know they know it well. Yeah. They know it inside out. So when somebody sings a song that they've never heard before, people have, they don't know how to react because no. they can't sing along. They've, they're not familiar with it, yeah. and sometimes yeah. songs you need to play them quite a few times before people get yeah excited yes. about them. And they're they're like live assessing it. And you're watching them do that. And mm-hmm. I suppose, is there an element of you guys feed off the response of a crowd? So if you totally. can, right, this is going well, they're liking that. And then that keeps you going. Yeah. But if it's mm. if it's a flat line. If it's a flat line, you've got to go into stealth mode. You've, you've oh. just got to power on through. Just go, right, this isn't going well. Let's just get through this as best we can and get yeah. the hell out of there. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't always judge, you can't always judge, actually, how people are reacting. Yeah. Like I, I used to do that all the time, particularly when I was starting out and like mainly in the acoustic band and sit in a restaurant and I remember watching this this one old guy in particular um, and he used to come and he would sit deadpan face drinking his beer and I used to think he hates us uh-huh. <laughs> he hates us like he really hates us he would clap after the song but he just looked he just looked like he wasn't enjoying himself and um I thought, but why does he keep coming back? Yeah. Every Sunday he's there. Yeah. Um, and eventually he came up to us and he said how much he'd enjoy it. he enjoyed wow. it and he loved it. And I st- I'll still talk to Jack to oh, this to this old day. Jack. Old Jack, Aww. yeah. And we're, like we're actually get some <laughs> jumper for Claire Christmas Jack, and stuff. Guys. Yeah, it's we're like, actually oh, for, like friendship nice. now. We're lovely. friends and I catch up with Jack, you know, a couple of times Aww. a year and um he became like a super fan, came to all the gigs. Um and you can never tell. And no. it's actually sometimes a lot of the time the people who have the most deadpan face yes that aren't because sometimes they can be caught in the moment and they can be thinking this is amazing or uh-huh. yeah. they're really yeah, enjoying yeah, it but yeah. not everybody shows the enjoyment on their face absolutely so yeah, you've got to remember call. that too yes yes um, uh, so they just uh, might drop and walk off <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but that i mean what you've said there's just kind of touched on my next question I, um i read a book once i can't remember what it was called tipping point maybe and it talked about the beatles and how all of a sudden everyone was like beatlemania was a thing and it they just came from nowhere but i actually they really did loads of gigging in Germany mm-hmm. and, and in the UK as well and they talked about how that was really important to them in terms of honing their sound and their totally. skill and everything it sounds like you're kind of experiencing that as well is that absolutely think important? yeah I don't think there's any there's any substitute for going out and grafting and doing the gigs, the gigs I yeah. mean I, f- I kind of feel sorry in a way sometimes when you get um obviously you know people who rise to fame very quickly that's great but um, you don't have any experience, you know, like, so I don't want to give an example, a specific example, no. but, you know, someone who might, you know, become viral on TikTok or whatever. And then because there are so many followers, the labels see them and think, well, we can make money off this. So therefore we're getting you and we're signing you and we're giving you a two album deal. Yeah. Do you even know if this person 
has the stamina to sing for for two, for two yeah. hours uh-huh, or, or uh-huh. What, you know however long it might be do yeah. you know that they can stay in tune that they have the stagecraft and they're not going to fall to pieces yeah you don't know that st- a stagecraft i never thought yeah of that. i like that term mm. though yeah, yeah but it's yeah. a thing yeah, yeah. i can see and how that would be they don't know that because not everybody's cut out for it you no. know lots of people can sing in their bedrooms mm-hmm. or sing to a video camera mm-hmm. but they so can't actually else. they can't cut the mustard when they're standing on stage no. and, and these people you know they're taking chances and you think well there's no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts for getting on a stage and actually gigging to so many different crowds, crowds who love you, crowds who hate you. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can do all the, you know, the little bowling clubs Festivals and the, and things, the yeah. mining, oh, God, mining clubs cool. and all that. And, you know, the, you know, all Done the people that are them. like, you know, what's this rubbish? And, Aye. you know, you know, because not everybody likes you. Um, and you've got to develop a, that resilience. That totally. Is that yes. a thick skin, you know? Yeah. And you've got to give it back sometimes. Ah, been yeah. some gigs where people have been a little bit wide and they've been seeing <laughs> their comments and you know i think i'm more than a match i, I think you probably <laughs> are as well i've just there's met been you a few one-liners <laughs> that have put them right back in their seat you know so there's always one in the crowd there is always one though yeah, yeah, always you know yeah. always yeah and i suppose if, and i suppose this resilience and this steeliness enables you to a accept that there will always be one and b yeah. enable you to deal with them and yeah. still be the professional that you need to be mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so you've pr- actually just answered my next question but so i was going to talk about i would consider myself to be a real music snob and like i love motown and i just mm, think that that too. sound and you and it, how it comes through and the learning and you know the tweaking and everything and so i was always really judgmental of the talent show kind of you know yeah. approach so yeah i mean i'm i think it has a place and it, uh, equally I'm like you, you wouldn't want to kind of belittle anyone's achievements but mm. what I think what you're saying is that there's more to it sometimes. Than I think so yeah and I think on the face of it you know people think you know yeah overnight success on these shows and stuff and sometimes it, you know it is but they don't always have the longevity because yes. people see because you've come on so quickly people then see you as disposable and uh-huh. there's always going to be another talent show coming up the next year who's the yes. next thing you know yes. and so and that that just you know i don't know what it just creates this this kind of dump dumping culture where you just you get signed and then you get dumped signed dumped and nobody appreciates the journey of it yeah. i much prefer seeing um you know the kind of journey of and i like to see my start like when you talk about people stars you know people that you put on a pedestal and you think well they're amazing i like to keep them like that i don't really want to see you know what they had for breakfast or i don't really want to see them crying and breaking down yeah. you know because they didn't get through a next round or yeah i don't really mm. want to know you know that they're, they're you know their granny died of cancer and all that sort of stuff i don't really want to know that no. stuff and uh, yeah maybe later on i find out in a biography or something like that you think well, that's dead interesting but i don't want to see it displayed on a screen no almost as a means to justify why they should be absolutely in that position and you don't yeah. like a lot yeah. of the time you don't get through to the next round if you don't have a story you know well the thing is that the public don't really know that they're already beforehand about 80-90% of these people on these shows have been pre-picked by scouts yep. that go out to look for people that they think are actually decent mm-hmm. because so we got approached we got mm-hmm. approached for Britain's Got yeah. Talent oh did you? and we turned it down I've, that's, I've been approached twice now we got emailed <laughs> yeah. to say listen would you like to come on audition we think you're really good, we've uh-huh. checked out your socials we think your music's good uh-huh. if you come on audition this happens all the time. Uh-huh. They're already pre-picked before they hit your TV screen mm-hmm. and they suck you into it. There mm-hmm. are the cases of the people who are made a bit of fun of at the end of the show because yeah. they're really not cut out for music uh-huh. and they make a meal of that 
as well. It's all about entertainment yes, value. Yes. Um, and that's where I think it's a bit wrong. Yeah. Because if you go there to audition, you've actually taken that time to stand in a massive queue outside a conference centre to have a go. Um, and you don't already know that actually the chances of me going through are slim to none because I've already Aye. got the people it's picked already. It's a done deal. And it's so, so wrong. But there are the cases, of course, where it's really good for people to get a bit of visibility. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, had we got onto Britain's Got Talent and got onto the, the TV thing, we probably would have built up a following, but that's not how we want to no. do it. It's not organic. It's got to be on our terms. Yeah. Plus, it links back to um, what you mentioned earlier about um, having your, you know, your super fans. They, it would be because you're on Britain's Got Talent, yeah. and it wouldn't necessarily be because your yeah. music was found and loved. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, it's one of those age-old things that people always say to you oh you go on I mean if I had a pound for every time oh. someone said that to me I would <laughs> I literally be a millionaire stop asking the oh, really? yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know everybody like, you everybody know, comes to, to a gig thinks you can sing and they come up and they say that and you're like yeah thanks you know definitely yeah I'll do that um <laughs> and you know you could have done that but the problem is a lot of the time these shows they aren't down to talent you know it's entertainment yeah because like I know people yeah. who have auditioned for it who were fantastic singers and you only got through to a certain round but you know don't make it all the way because maybe they're not interesting enough or their stories they didn't have a sob story or yeah. whatever it might be yeah um but there are amazing acts that have come from these shows yes so i think of will young i mm. think of girls allowed i think of one direction there is a place for it yes. and they are talented yes. there is no dispute so there is a place for it yeah but it's not for us. No, it's a different yeah. process. It's a, a different, different process. Yeah. I don't want to belittle it no, because no, it's absolutely. got its place yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. And the, the long road's not for everybody too. No. There are a lot of people who who wouldn't hang in there for years and years and years and build up the following and uh-huh. build up the fans. Maybe some people think, well, I don't have the luxury, I don't have the money, I don't have the time luxury, maybe they've got to work full time and they've you know, they got a family or whatever, they, they can't do it. So mm-hmm. the only route for them is to is go that on that sort of show and, yeah. and just have a punt and to become the overnight yeah, success yeah, and yeah. that's and that so there's a place for it for for everybody and yeah. no, it's not to belittle it because like caroline says there are some incredible people who come from i mean especially the the american britain's got talent some of the singers that are on that you're like whoa you know or it's like american know? idol is it the american yeah. idol yeah, yeah american it's like, idol. i'm not fit to lace their boots you know vocally they're incredibly really? oh god yeah yeah and yeah, the competition in America is even is But then bigger. likewise, you know, have they already been scouted and yeah. they've been busy and, and mm-hmm. they're getting pushed to go for it? You mm-hmm. just don't know. Yeah. You just yeah. don't know. Um, I think as well, their fan base is probably different in terms of they're probably much more consumers, mm. short-term consumers of music. So they, yes. they probably quite like that pace, whereas somebody like me, you know, I, I, I just... I can't even watch the programmes, to no, be honest with you. Yeah. Do you know, I'm actually, I am ridiculous. The second the theme tune starts on the TV, I'll go, switch it off! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just brings out a oh. reaction in me. <laughs> it's like the Hollyoaks tune and something else. I can't I can't abide it. I just, no. It's total side no. note, but how is Hollyoaks still on telly? I, I don't know. That was, that never, when I was oh, a teenager. No. Just no. not for Tony's me. still in it. I'm just like, it's you know. Hi. Do you know, if I like an act, you know, if I actually like an act, I invest in them. I'll follow them. Yeah. Right until the end or until they become a bit stale and tired. 
Um, and it does happen. Yeah. You do have acts that are great for many years and then they go off the boil. And that's okay. It's what happens. You can't always be no, brilliant through your entire career. Yeah. Uh, but it's great to follow them, to support them, buy their albums, go to their shows, get invested in them. That's what being a music fan is to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree. I love that. Okay, so we're just going to have a really quick break. Okay, so uh, welcome back, everybody. And uh, as you can tell, we're having a rip-roaring time here uh, chatting <laughs> with the lovely the Eves. Uh, I must ask, remind me to ask how you came out with the name, but okay. that's aside because okay. we've um, heard all about Marissa's solo journey and how she... It's just absolutely destined to be a musician. Uh, <laughs> and Caroline, so let's talk about your solo career. Um, equally, you've had a lot going on. You've had a, a very successful EP, Electric Waterfalls. So um, talk to us about that. And was it always going to be music for you too? Music and finance, it sounds. It wasn't actually. It's oh. quite a different journey to Marisa's. So I was brought up in a house that always played music. But I didn't really show much of an aptitude for it or really, like, show a sign that I wanted to play music because I was a little bit older. Mm -hmm. So I got through primary school. I love listening to music and I love bands like AHA and Erasure and, you know, had all their tapes and everything. And I'd always imagine singing on stage and want to be that person, but I was actually quite shy as a kid. I was painfully shy. Um... You wouldn't think it then. I was just, <laughs> just I was waiting. I was waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of work on myself over the years. But I get really you need to write a, you need to write a book about that. A wee memoir. Yeah. Um, Wallflower to loudmouth. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, you're getting it. <laughs> um, where was that? So I got to high school. And that was when I got an opportunity to play saxophone as well. Ah. Actually, so my music teacher came to me in second year and said you know showing a bit of aptitude in the music classes um we've just been donated a saxophone to the school would you like to start playing it and I said yes please and I loved it I was in the wind band at school jazz bands did all that um and then I got to that point of I was playing the keys as my second instrument School stuff, though, you Aye. know. It's a standard um, grade, higher standard music. Standard grade and higher music. And then I went on to what they used to call six-year studies as well, oh, which yes. is now advanced higher, Advanced higher, yeah. Gosh, I remember six-year studies. Showing my age away. Um, and I just love music and it became my tribe at school because I was quite shy. Mm-hmm. But when I was with the, the band and all the band geeks, as I put it, I just found my tribe. Aye. I felt at home. I would spend my lunch breaks in the music department break times I'd be hanging around um and then when I left school obviously I had to give the saxophone back (gasps) because I wasn't in a position to buy it off the school um and I had the chance to go into Aberdeen music school um because I had the grades so I got an A in English and music for my hires um and my music teacher was like you should go to Aberdeen music school or college whatever it was um and I was just too immature at that time. And my family weren't really, I mean, I, I don't want to say that they weren't supportive because they'd come to all my concerts at school yeah. and they embraced it yeah. and they knew that I worked really hard. Um, but when it came to a career in music, yes. I didn't come from that kind of background and family that thought that that was going to be any good. No you need to get out insecure. there and work and yeah. pay your digs. Yeah. Um, 
And I didn't have the confidence or the knowledge to say, right, I'm going up to Aberdeen, I'm going to rent a flat, I'm going to... I had no idea where to start, didn't know what to do, and I didn't have anyone to guide me through that. So I went on a different path. I went down... um, I got into business, accounting and finance. I did um, a four-year I mean, there's so many parallels. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I did a a four-year degree in accountancy at Napier. And I just fell into working in finance. That's what happens. But I always love my music. I love to go to gigs. I love to listen to music. And then in my early 20s, um, I'd be up in the karaoke and I'd be singing and, you know, a wee bit drunk, having a wee sing song, much like yourself, Marisa. And you find your inner pop star coming out there. <laughs> and you what know, was your you go-to track? It's only fair way asking Oh, too. God, the old standards, Black Velvet by Alana <gasps> Miles. Whenever you hear Belinda. that intro, you know that you're in, you know, some pub A working men's club somewhere, <laughs> up in the karaoke, Woodburn Club, you know, I'd be there. Woodburn, no way. Woodburn Club, I've sung there with the band. Oh, I've did all that, you know. Um, and I loved it and I got into music kind of that way and then I joined a covers band, The Meadows, years ago. So it was my flatmate at the time, Raymond, um, was working with a guy at Next called Scott who played guitar in the band. They were looking for a singer. Do you want to try out, Caroline? I was like, oh, don't know, I'm a bit scared. Mm. And at that time I was also playing acoustic guitar. So I was learning to play guitar. Okay. I was writing at home. I was doing my own thing. Oh, mm. so you were writing? Yeah, yeah. So I was writing my own stuff yeah. and um, didn't really want to put it out there too much. I was too shy, you yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I joined the covers band. We were playing pub gigs. We did loads of covers, but then we started playing our own stuff as well. And I would bring my own written songs to the band and yeah. the band played them. And ah. I really got a kick out of doing my own music, yeah. original music. Yeah. Um, and then the band broke up because people were leaving or moving on or doing things. And um, I started doing the solo singer-songwriter thing. So that's when the likes of Katie Tunstall was out there doing her thing. And I got into writing more and more and more. It sounds like the summer of 69, doesn't it? It really <laughs> does. Somebody went and got a job. And <laughs> I know. I, like, seriously, yeah, though, yeah, it was yeah. like such an organic yeah. process. I didn't really mean for it to happen, but it just happened because my heart's always been in the arts. Yeah. I've always felt different at school and to some of my family. I've always felt a bit different, but more into the arts yeah. and to literature and to painting and yes. like you know all the arty farty stuff as they would call but it but this is know? brilliant though and i'm you know i love that you've had very different journeys to get you to this different. point very and different. that you've come together yeah. and i it probably makes you much more well-rounded as a duo as well mm. like you know you've got the, those different experiences um but what what's interesting with your story is um there probably is still quite a lot of social pressure to people who are of a certain age and want to follow a career in music where it just is seen as far too risky. I'm sure actors probably yeah. suffer the same kind of, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you can't do that, you know, you're never going to get in. And you're almost living it because it is hard. I mean, if it was yeah. your only thing, it, it, it isn't quite yeah. as, I don't want to say easy because having a job's not easy. Um, but it, the draw was obviously so strong for you, you know. Yeah, I couldn't at certain times it. you could yeah. have like you might never have picked up the sax at school. Yeah. Um you know, you could have just stopped completely when you went to uni, but mm-hmm. that draw has just always been there for you. So it's yeah. just it's just in my heart. Yeah. And yeah. there's days though 
where you think, oh, I'm not really feeling it anymore. I'm just, I'll just go and look at a know, P&L instead. I just, ah, uh-huh, <laughs> ah, uh-huh, yeah, you just think, you know, I've got a good job, just stick with that. Uh, but I can't, something always comes back, it's in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've just got to, you've just got to grow with it. You've just got to accept that fact. And I'm not in a financial position to not work in my other job. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the battle where you're so, so desperate to be spotted by someone to take you out of your purgatory uh, yeah. <laughs> and do the thing that you really yeah. want to do, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it's not one of our questions, but I'm curious. Um, you mentioned that you were shy. Do you think your music and creativity has helped your confidence, like embracing it alongside the fact, you know, you're doing finance and accounting as well? Do you know, actually, that's quite an interesting question. And I think possibly the whole reason I got into music was it was a way to express myself. Yeah. Ah. And it became my form of therapy. Yeah. Um, you talk about yourself and your relationships and how you feel in your songs. That's mm-hmm. what the bulk of everybody's songs are about. Yes, you know, I yes. felt like this when you dumped me. Yeah. <laughs> Angst, you know. Aye. But that was a way to channel that, to get that out and to to really express how you feel mm-hmm. as a person yeah. um, and then you start to come out your shell quite quickly when you're out there Embracing sitting it. in a pub to old Jock and Tam <laughs> and all the boys <laughs> down the boozer and your jacks and you're sitting there yeah. having to carry a gig for an hour on, yeah, your, own, on your own Yeah, keep the chat going you've got to come out your shell you've yeah. just got to get on with it you talked um, about music geeks I don't know if it was the same at yeah. your school but um by the time you get to kind of fifth and sixth year, were you the cool ones because you were jamming? Because that's because what happened. Because we were the only ones school. left. Oh! I think at that point, we were the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we, I support well. I don't think I've ever been cool. I mean, let's put cool. that out it's there. Cool. We, no way. We're just not Come cool. on, you no. are totally no. cool. We're not cool. No. <laughs> we're so not cool. We're the cool era. Yeah. I don't know what the definition of cool is these days. You've got geek cool. You've got cool cool. I, I was know. definitely not cool at school. I was not considered the popular type at Neither all. Neither were either of us. So oh. we were all, I was just telling Lara as we were driving up the bridges of a story of when I was 11 years old and um, I had saved all my money up from my wee job washing dishes in the cafe to go and go shopping in oh. Edinburgh because it was a big thing. And I bought what I thought were really cool clothes, but I ended up getting like totally ripped for wearing yeah. them when I got... I was like, I just tr- tried so hard. I just wanted yeah. to like... <laughs> she was like, don't tell me stories like that. School was horrible. I was a bit though. like that though. It's, it's a really tough place oh, to be at school. Kids are cruel. Kids and are you cruel. can't be individual. Be nice to each other. You kids. cannot be individual at school. No, no. It's like you... That was the worst thing about high school was having anything individual about you stamped out Aye, because yeah. if you if you dared to be slightly different from the crowd you know even small things you know tiny, very very tiny, tiny little nice. things yeah. you, know, you like get bullied for it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. know yeah. what kind of bobble you wear in your hair or something stupid bobble. like that i mean that is how petty it is let's uh, be honest yeah, that's exactly what in the story mm-hmm. yeah. the, the jacket that i bought had something quite colourful and quirky on the back and I remember these two girls in the year above me as I was walking up to the canteen totally ripping me yeah. and I was oh. like oh. What a shame. <laughs> because you dared to step out yeah, of yeah. the uniform that everybody else was wearing that's it you'd no you conforming know. Yeah. It's and mad. I suppose music's Music is must be a bit of a release. See, I mm. knew I should have just st- stuck with the flute. I tried to take oh, up flute, flute in second year, oh. and, 
Because I've always, always had my nails done. Always. Even I, see, I actually was... <laughs> thought your nails were a lovely colour. I was going to comment on that. And when I, when I was doing that, they, they were so long, they were knocking on the barrel. Oh, yeah. She's like, you'll have to cut your nails. I was like, have to quit flute. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. It's never too late. It's never too late that's to pick it up and to learn something. That is the best story. music quit story ever. <laughs> I ain't cutting my nails Don't want to break my shellacs. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh, no, shellac. It would have been rimmel at that oh. time. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You've tried music since, though. Should try to take up the drums, but it lasted about two oh. weeks. Yeah, still got the drumsticks. But actually, kind of talking about mm. school again. So, I love music. Right, it's so important to me. But I'm I'm not musical at all. I don't think that I am. But I'm, there might have been a glimmer. I remember the music teacher didn't like me because I am. I'm really extrovert, but it's a, probably a defence thing. So, mm. but I was too extrovert for mm. him. And I remember one day I was playing the drums, and he was playing the piano, and he stopped. He went, "Who's that? Who's that?" And he went, "Oh, it's you." Oh, oh I know. And I thought because I was, I think you I was doing it right. quite like well. He didn't yes, want you yes. to succeed, nah. kind of thing. Nah. Uh, that's I'm gonna terrible. get I'm gonna get my drumsticks out and start drumming. You do, do that. Yeah. Do it. It's good do you need therapy a as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Batter us. Yeah. A snare drummer too. Batter them. Yeah. I'd probably like animal in the Muppets. She'll not know what that is. You know, oh bless. Know. Yeah, we do, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're way off we're way off lad, aren't we? Um so, yes, your journey. Yeah. Your um the wa- electric waterfalls talk yes. about that. Yeah. So yeah, I had I'd put out a few records before that so as I was saying self-funded so keeping the day job all that time uh, to fund Mm -hmm. recording music and it started a wee bit before that so I did my first album which you can't get anymore it was more a demo album Um, I did that with a local guy um, and released that and had an album launch and did all that and got a band together and we did all that it was called Someday um, and that was my first attempt at actually writing my own music um, and recording them. But from that, I got attention from a guy in Glasgow, Jamie Duffin, whose dad was in Wet Wet Wet, so Graham Duffin, the guitarist. Um, and wet, Jamie wet, wet. got in touch with me to say, hey, do you wow. fancy working together? And so I would go through to Glasgow every weekend. So after working all week, I'd go to Glasgow every weekend and I did an album called Take a Look and then an EP what Georgina said and then um, I got in tow with my friend Keith who became my manager at that point doing gigs opened for acts like Horse and Tom Baxter, Eleanor McAvoy, Charlotte Church opened for her as well Um, and things were going really well in my Mm -hmm. solo career and my writing was getting a bit better and then I wanted to do something different on Electric Waterfalls I wanted to ditch the female and the guitar Uh singer-songwriter thing because it had kind of been done a lot Mm -hmm. a wee bit played out and I thought I love pop music I just want to embrace the pop I took a chance on a production company in Glasgow and we worked together on that and again it was all self-funded grafting really hard um doing all the pr and marketing and you know all that good stuff and it charted at number one in the uk official vinyl chart because i put out a vinyl release and it got to number two in the physical singles chart and at that point you're like hello Uh (laughs) you think that people are going to be knocking on your door not a sausage 
And at that point, I thought, what, what? That was a very supportive laugh. <laughs> Thanks very much. You bought about 10 of the vinyls, if I remember correctly. <laughs> it was very supportive. I she got you to number one. She spent yeah. a fortune oh, on her well friend's fee. I think they bought all the copies between them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's To give lovely. to all their friends' family. No, yeah. but, um, but it, it was quite disillusioned, I've got to say. Yeah. After oh. that, I put all this effort into yeah. it. Yeah. Got to number one. Got on to STV, I was interviewed with you and Cameron on STV, the Fountain Bridge show at the time and the Late Show, and you know, all of that, you're thinking... It's happening, it's happening. There's record labels. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because I didn't genuinely know what more you how to reach yeah, out to them. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to come to you. Uh-huh. You have to go to them uh-huh. and you need ma- like proper management, yeah. proper PR. I was only at the very bottom of the ladder then and I didn't know it. Yeah. But I was at the very bottom. Yes. I thought I'd got to got the top, to the top. Yeah. Yeah. because you hit a figure. Aye. Yeah. I'm a number one somewhere. Aye. You think people are watching these things, but they're not. You think people are watching and labels are monitoring, oh, right, oh, who's that person? Let's maybe see what they're all about. And um, that was quite humbling. <laughs> That's a really good word for it. Time. Yeah. Could have said something else. And you lick your wounds a bit going, Aye. where do I go from here? And that when uh, a certain Marisa... Kelty got in touch to say hiya. <laughs> so had you two not know? Did you not know each other before that? Then a wee bit before that, a little bit. bit. So I got in touch in January two thousand sixteen, mm-hmm. um, and I had put out the EP in the March time, April time, I think. Had you put that out already? I put no, 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 no. So we met up first. Oh yeah. And then I was about to put well, out of course, the single. She bought the ten copies. So, so she bought the copies yeah. to support me. Yeah. yeah. At Aww. that time, and that's when. I got to number one and all that was going on because you wanted to write with me mm-hmm. and I wasn't very sure at that point I was like I'm doing my EP I'm a solo mm-hmm. artist I'm not sure I want to give up control we insight into <laughs> my psyche control freak um, and then it just kind of happened with the songwriting didn't it it's like I'll give it a go I'll see what we come up with and something really special happened yes. it was like ah suddenly writing better songs together Cute. oh that's so nice that's nice though you know and where did the name come from the eaves that was you wasn't it in the pub one night aye so you were still doing your covers gigs with your other band and i'd gone to see you one night in the pub to watch you play and i was sitting with my friend fee and i was like you need to think of a name for what we're gonna become uh-huh and we sat around the table having a drink and i was like something quite feminine and strong sounding but quite catchy quite short the Eves. I thought Eve is a lovely name to me. I've always liked Eve. Yeah. Feminine sounding, striking name. And I just thought, that's it. And I could see it in my head. I could see her name. Yes. I could see logos. I could see lights. I could see the Eves. Uh-huh. And it was like a, it felt right. Yes. Yeah. A yeah, real totally. kind of epiphany moment uh-huh. that gets yeah. you there. Yeah. And I think that was the only moment that we've not disagreed. <laughs> 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 there was no fight there was, was no say, did rubbish you, yeah did you yeah. just come off stage and, and she went I've got a name for us and you went I love it let's go oh, it, really? it, it doesn't happen like that and it's never happened like that since <laughs> <laughs> thank god you've got that to ground you and keep, can, keep it was the one moment <laughs> she is of course lying <laughs> for comic effect absolutely well, we do agree a lot of the time yes. on many things yes mm-hmm. clearly or you would be able to <laughs> produce she's not even looking at me when I'm true. saying that <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's often I sort of say for the benefit of uh, the audience who carry see this is what's going on right now yeah, <laughs> <especially>. <laughs> she's Aren't staring at the ground <laughs> <laughs> 
close that body language. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, I mean it's so funny that you should say those sort of things because when we were, when I when we were thinking about what we ought to do, you know, in terms of supporting, we didn't want to be babe or girl or you know, but it had to be about women, well, females. Um, and that so that was kind of one of the reasons why we picked Eve as well for mm-hmm. similar sort of things. Mm-hmm. I've had always liked, in fact, that was a on a list on the list for potential names for you. Eve. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, so yes, our very circle. similar kind of uh, journey to get to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so you've come up with a name. You found each other. You've got a name. You're going. Uh, skip forward to something like transmit, which I just love <laughs> because it's like I can go because I'm I'm of a certain age, but it's like the older person's festival. Eh? <laughs> I think I would have to have stopped at tea in the park, and you know. <laughs> um, so I, I love transmit. Uh, how is it playing a gig like that? It was great. It was but so, so Have you great. done it more than once or? Um, so, no, for Transmit, it's the only main festival that we've done, isn't it? We played the Country to Country Music Festival yeah. as well at the Hydro. But that's that was a, our that's first an gig indoor, together. That's an indoor thing. Yeah. That so was the first that's gig the we first did. One we did actually. The first... <laughs> It was, wasn't it? That was the first game. Yeah, so, so as after country to country. Small, so <laughs> as the eaves, it was quite funny actually because well, our, man- our, country country, our manager yeah. um, got in tow with us. Was it December Eight. 18? Seven, 18, 18, after Tides. Yeah, yeah, so we released our first single and then... Shout uh, out to Dave. Shout out to Dave. <laughs> bless him. Yeah, bless him. He's stuck with us through these years. Dave must yeah. have a heart of gold and a patience yeah <laughs> it really does uh, it really does yeah that's what his job is though eh? yeah you're creative think you're he'd like be managing him. two strong ladies let alone caroline <laughs> 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 um anyway yeah he got in touch with us and um so he's he got on board and quite quickly things started to he because dave like us has got big ambitions you know and uh you know, and he's also very experienced. He's very experienced. Yeah, he knows what he's doing and things. Yeah. And um, so as the eaves, you know, we'd done we'd done little covers gigs together and stuff like that yeah. over the over the years. But as the eaves, our first official gig was playing at the Glasgow Hydro. <gasps> yeah, at the Country to Country oh. Festival. So wow. you can imagine just how scared we were. Oh, we didn't even Did have you, enough songs to put in a set. I was quite close to it. Yeah, my I remember my um when I'm nervous when I'm singing. Um, my face shakes, um. so it's like it's like the muscles in my face aren't strong enough to hold my face, and I remember to hold your nerves. I remember yeah. my face shaking um, during that set. Wow. It was my legs were trembling. It was very very nerve wracking. Um, but what a gig to start with. Yeah. yeah. And then shortly and then after that, that up with the Shires. <laughs> well, the Shires before oh, that. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to have the Shires at Kelvin Grove Bandstand, but it was cancelled till later on in the yeah. year. So Transmit came in. Mm-hmm. And he just came round one day for a cup of coffee and he was chatting. He was like, by the way, um, I've got you into transmit. <gasps> and we were like, what? hold the phone. <laughs> what? Dave's like that. He doesn't, he? he doesn't, um, like he, he always just drops it into the Long conversation. Long. He did yeah. that with the, the Shires gig as uh, well. He was uh, just like, we'd been sitting chatting for about two hours. And this was just before he was about to go. And he was like, oh, by the way. Um, got your support slot for the Shires. No we were like, like what? Did you know that I said that two hours ago? <laughs> no, wasn't that your I know. It's funny. It's very understated that way. Ah, yeah. That's quite nice the way because it, it kind of it allows you to get excited, but there's somebody there that's just keeping it real mm-hmm. and like knows. Eh, this keeps is us normal. grounded, this is doesn't it? Eh? Process yeah. that we need to go through. Mm-hmm. He's very excited inside, but just doesn't he keeps uh, a lid on it. Um, oh. But transmit was great because obviously we had a wee band with us. 
um, and my friend Keith was the driver for us to come through. It was a beautiful day as it's well. It's a beautiful day, and we had backstage passes, so we're seeing Lewis Capaldi sit on his team, and we're like, Lewis Lu- Capaldi over there. <laughs> um, and Robert Carlyle was there, sitting, actor Robert just Carlyle chilling. from Transport, and just chilling, having his wee <laughs> cigarette, and we were like, there's like actual famous people famous here, people. like proper famous mm. people. But it was fine because we're like, you know, well, we deserve to be here. We're Absolutely. like, we're working Worked so hard. hard and you don't want to come across like a, a startled bunny, you know? You're like, be mm. cool, <laughs> be cool. We deserve to be here. Um, and it was just great because you got to go backstage because after we played, um, and that was great to go up there and to play, but after we played, we got to kind of enjoy the rest of the day so yes. like we got backstage to be watching them um, circle waves on stage oh, wow. so like if you look at the footage of the tv footage there was like folk at the back you could like see at the back and that was all us we were all like having a we wee neb just at the side watching them play yeah. to all the fans it was but i can imagine amazing. yeah get your nervous bit out the way love that nail that enjoy it but then just chill and enjoy the yeah rest of that's the best bit yeah. to be honest when yeah. you've got that nervous feeling out the way oh absolutely yeah because yeah. that's that's a horrible build-up isn't it that's yeah. a horrible build-up and you get really stressed difficult. you get really Ma. quite tetchy and quite mm. <laughs> you know it's quite we, we don't can be we difficult. don't know that like that feel bad <laughs> <do we? laughs> <laughs> we were having a blazing one. argument just <laughs> before you <laughs> were you <laughs> and you used that because you were stressed about getting into the traffic and everything no like just because we were nervous about me and oh. you two <laughs> oh oh bless but it's dead funny you're but it's funny what me. anxiety oh. does to you and that's anxiety yeah. and nerves mm. and that's how it actually comes out in me is because I want things to go well yes. I want it to go really well I'm feeling nervous I'm feeling sick I actually find the performing aspect quite challenging. Mm. I really do. It takes a lot out uh, of me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got to become a stand-up comic at your shows. You've got to keep people entertained. Yes, you've yes. got to have a wee story. You're um, great, though. You just come up with <laughs> you come up with some corkers <laughs> when you're on stage. She does. She turns into a comedian. It's really funny. It's it's. Funny. I don't know where it comes from though. It just that's starts. great. And if it's organic, then it doesn't sound like scripted and right. Mm, oh no, yeah. I've tested this material out on some dummy audiences and it works. So I'm going to deliver it to mm-hmm. you. But as a um, an audience member, I just love the people that that react and want to engage like that with you mm-hmm. as as somebody who's come to see you uh so i think that it's perfect what was if it your again? anxiety kind of produces this secondary <laughs> i don't know what i did but it was at the the transmit gig and there was this really drunk guy came and um he walked past the stage he was going Aah! he was like shouting at us and jim glatley was there watching us as well and i just shouted back at the guy going Look, son, go and get a wee glass of water and a wee lie down, pal. <laughs> and he went, F off. And everyone was howling, laughing. They were like, because I just said to him, calm down, son. You know, like, <laughs> totally. totally having a go at him, you know. Jim so, was poorless never, laughing in the I, corner. It's a bit of a nervous feeling, actually, because I never know what Caroline's going to say on stage. It's going to go. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it, could, it could go too far. <laughs> I never know. I'm always like, what's she going to say? But then I clam up. I, oh, no, you I tend to clam up on stage. I need her so to bounce like, off. Fine with singing yeah. and I'll try to pull her out herself because I know she's terrified it's that whole thing because we've not done a lot of gigs as the eaves yeah. mm. like we did about five or six in 2019 and then the pandemic hit yeah. so we've not had that going out there gigging three to four times no. a week doing yeah. tours and things yeah. we've not had that yet and that's where we need to the gigs we've had feel comfortable again very you know? high profile but yeah. there's not been a lot of uh, them. Not, not a lot of, oh yeah, yeah this yeah. pandemic eh? yeah 
Anyway, oh, after aye. Freedom Day, everything in if life is fair, life will just pick up pick up exactly where it left off. Eh? Fingers crossed. Yes. Yeah. Fingers yes. crossed. Definitely. Um, so you have other creative interests that you've hinted at and you create you've hinted and said how you're a creative person. Um, do you think those are ever an alternative career option? So painting, photography, mm-hmm. etc. Or is it just the music? It's quite funny because and I think I was saying to you last night, I was like, you know, I love paint I love abstract painting. I was really good mm-hmm. at art at school and um I started doing my higher art and then I, I dropped it halfway through to do something sensible because I realised in a panic that I had no business studies or any accountancy okay, modules yeah. or anything behind me and I thought I'm probably not going to go to art school so I should probably drop from my higher art and do my businessy stuff because I needed that background to get a good job a decent job yeah. and I regret that to this day oh, because I loved art and I love painting so anyway um I'm sure you got me a lovely birthday present one year or a Christmas present to go to the Edinburgh drawing school and I got some vouchers off of Marisa to go there and do that. And I was like, I was a wee bit nervous, but it was it was great. And I was doing my abstract painting there. Photography, I fell into photography through a friend of mine, Fiona. Um, she's a great photographer. I was always quite interested in starting it. Yeah. So we'd go out on wee shoots, we'd go out on wee landscape shoots. And I like, really enjoyed it. Um but she was really great and I thought why don't you have an exhibition and she was too nervous to do it a bit too shy says look why don't I do it with you we'll do a joint exhibition and I pushed myself to do more and more to learn about the framing Mm -hmm. to mount your pictures up and we put on an exhibition in Dalkeith put on a wee exhibition in fact we've had two now Um, and we did that and it's it's that thing whereby do I want it to become a career and put that pressure on myself? Mm, or do I want to keep enjoying it? Or do I it? want to keep it as a hobby? And I'm one of those people where if I show an aptitude to something, I think, maybe I can make that my job. And it's probably because I don't enjoy doing what I do in the day job anymore. I think at yeah. any avenue to get the hell out of it. She loves you, Claire. But, but, yeah, but, if you're listening, Claire. But, uh, <laughs> I do love, like, seriously, I'm, I'm so eternally blessed and grateful I've got this job. I'm not trying to belittle the work that I get because it's so, so mm-hmm. valuable to me to pay the bills, to do nice things in life, to fund all the music. Um, like, you know, but it's not where my heart is, I have to be honest. There are days I, I don't enjoy it a lot of the time and I don't think anybody really does when they're sitting in an office all day or just like yeah. sitting on their Zoom all day. I'm just doing it to fund the things I do like doing. Let's be honest about it. Although I put my all into everything, I don't not show up. No. I'll always be there yeah. for nine o'clock. I'll do the hard hours. I'll do it. I'll do everything to the best of my ability. I can't do a bad job of stuff. Yeah. I'm a total perfectionist. So I'll give it everything I've got. But art and photography and music, of course I would love that to be my career. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time, of course I would. But it's so hard to make a living from it. Yeah, You know, I've, I've actually got a lot of friends who are artists and I see the struggle that they've had over the years. The galleries take 50% of their commissions. And you just think, how on earth can they get by in life? Yeah, I don't understand can. how they can do it. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I'd love to have an art exhibition one day. Like I said to you last night, Marisa, I'd love to have a wee studio somewhere. And be that person that I've always wanted to be from a young age. Be that artist who's yeah. standing there in my wee smock and doing my painting. <laughs> and doing what I always wanted to do. 
but being a working class lassie from a mining village, like, that doesn't happen no. to people like that. Not at all. So it's that fight that you have with yourself, I you know. I don't doubt with your, um, what's that? don't know what the word is oh, but you're just your determination and perseverance that you could that it wouldn't happen if you wanted it to I'm pretty sure you Thank have you. what it takes inside of you to do it some people like would just yeah. give up have given up by now Absolutely. even yeah. just with music so yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah so one day I think to answer your question properly because I do go off at tangents <laughs> I would like it to become my career in the future along with the well, music I'm sure it will. and I think as the older you get and the music maybe start take a back seat or whatever you don't know that there might be the next phase of yeah. my life you just mm-hmm. don't know yeah you can't predict it yeah um so you've already kind of mentioned it you know you've got your job during the nine to five uh, but what's the average typical day week like for both of you in the music oh, business it, could, it totally varies doesn't oh. it the, the, so there'll probably be post covid <clears throat> or post during covid or, or like you know because it was a bit different in covid and what do you hope pre-covid sorry after yeah. covid yeah God, thinking back pre-COVID, what was the weeks like? We were doing right, a lot so of rehearsing, weren't we? And we were a lot doing of loads of rehearsing, yeah. yeah. So like taking the day jobs out of the equation, because that's the bulk of your week for me anyway. And you mm-hmm. were doing other things like your modelling and your voiceover work as well. But mm-hmm. like a typical week, say, would be, so we'd be rehearsing for gigs that were coming up. We'd yep. go out to rehearsal rooms at night with our band and we'd be organising them and getting them together. Mm-hmm. Going to band rehearsals till 10 or midnight at night, working. We'd be doing all our own social media promotion, content, oh, spend a lot of t- Like, the business side takes up yes. more mm-hmm. time than we'd like. Yeah. I'd say it's like, so. a, like a 70 30 split on time. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you calculate the time you spend on writing and recording and perf- like performing versus. The, the admin of the side eats. of it, the admin side and the social media accounts, and the websites, yeah, accounts, accounts and um, everything else that goes with it, photo shoots and different things yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. To, to organise shoots, um, to do interviews, which we love doing interviews and stuff. This is, yeah. this is the nice stuff, but all the businessy stuff, it's like, right, okay, we've got that gig on that date. We've got to round up all these session musicians and mm-hmm. get them ready, gig ready, teach them the songs. We've got to rehearse. Um, Social media, like I say, our own accounts, our own PR at that time. Although for Brand New Day, we got an agency to do it, which was (laughs) massive help. Mm -hmm. Contacting radio stations, writing to labels ourselves, Mm -hmm. sending over demos, maintaining your SoundCloud, your website. Um, You've got all that juggling in amongst full-time work. Mm -hmm. You do modelling and other work as well. And um, then you need that time to do your housework and to do your shopping and to try to um, exercise and go to gyms and how like how I I just don't know yeah I don't know how we do it but we do um but you do get to that point where you're just absolutely knackered Mm. you just want to sleep lie on the couch and do nothing (laughs) it doesn't happen very often but you've literally got to scrape yourself off the couch I totally to find the motivation to both of you because it just you know you often laugh at me because if I'm on my bed by half ten game over <laughs> you're, you're literally starting your second day yeah around the ten clock. o'clock or whatever mm. or keeping on going until twelve yeah well, and what five 
six, seven days a week? Yeah, pretty much. It's a seven day mm. a week thing. We don't ever really get proper time off. We do get the odd weekend where we you say no work. We used to before yeah, COVID. COVID um, yeah. We did combine a lot of that with gigs though. Yeah. So we'd go mm. to friends in Europe or we'd go to Canada and that and do some wee gigs for people at house concerts and things for our friends and yeah. so we'd always try to combine it with that but I think now going forward I don't think we're going to do that just keep now we're just going to keep it as just to a have proper a proper holiday and I think because no one's had a proper break through Covid oh, we're totally. just desperate on holiday <laughs> just so desperate Absolutely. just want some sunshine <laughs> yeah. because yeah I mean we have worked throughout mm-hmm. the whole pandemic I mean I I took a couple of contracts on freelance doing my project management stuff mm-hmm. that I do so that kept me busy and then we had the music at night and at the weekends and like you know I don't want to sound like we're moaning no it's so it's so hard we just work all the time we're so tired it's just the reality of uh-huh. if you want it to happen You're you need to go to out there and do it yeah buckle up as you say mm-hmm. as just actually, get um, on with it you know not music business related but I was speaking to a potential podcast guest and about what we would talk about if we were to do one Mm -hmm. and I said um to her you work all the time you do this 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 um and I don't think people who are thinking about starting a business truly prepare themselves for the fact that it's not a nine to five if it's your own business and she said oh I wouldn't want to talk about that because it would put people off doing it I was like yeah but you could also look at it as preparing them for the reality of what it is that you're getting into doing and I think that's why it's nice that you've said you know we work nine to five and then we do this and this and this and and people expect you to be you know, it's not office hours. It's not like no. your phone and John Lewis. Mm-hmm. They're shut at five o'clock. But, you know, if somebody gets in touch with you over email or Instagram or whatever, at any time of the day, any day of the week, you know, they expect you to jump on the opportunity yeah. or, or get back to them, you know, at some point soon. And and it's in an age where we all just have our phones in our hands all the time. Because if, if it is your own business, if, if, you know, if your life and career revolves around social media, you have to be present on these platforms as whether you like it or not Absolutely. Yeah. um and and through that you know you try your best to reply to all the comments the nice comments that people put and you know you do have to draw a line sometimes oh, no. it's it is exhausting mm-hmm. in a way because you're never off yeah and you've got all the different platforms yeah. you've got youtube you've oh, got yeah. So many. yeah well we played a gig um at half eight in the morning a couple of weeks ago yeah. on a Friday morning. Never again. <laughs> for a gr- no, they were great. No, they were lovely, but a group in Glasgow, um, <laughs> and they wanted us to do an online gig for them at half eight in the morning. So we're up at what half six. <laughs> that is the middle of the night to me, by the way. In the shower, yeah. trying to warm my voice in up. The shower, for oh. <laughs> And I've done a gig before I logged on my work at nine o'clock in the morning, oh, and you're just wow. like, "What is my life? Uh-huh. What is this?" <laughs> but I wouldn't have it any other way and I really want us to get to that tipping point where we get in a position where I can say I'm not going back to the day job for a while now yes Mm -hmm. or ever well ever I would love to get to that point I would love to Oh, I'm sure I'd love to as well, yeah, for you, you know. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be a celebration and a yeah, half. Yeah, definitely. You know? That would be. Because that is life-changing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you work through all that and it becomes your life and who you are and then when you lose that part, you think, well, what is my life now? This is a new chapter and you can be who you want to be. Yeah. Properly be who you want to be. Oh, Not just cute. at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're also a commercial model. Do you feel that the music industry is very focused on the aesthetic and how you look um, and just appearances in general? 
I think there's a bit of both, to be honest. And I think in I think before it was definitely there was a period of time where you wouldn't get a record deal unless you know you look like a model or mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think in recent years, and I won't name any names of artists, but there have definitely been artists where I think, wow, you know, you don't conventionally, you know, you're not conventionally, yeah. you know, like um, commercial looking, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it be size wise or just facially or whatever it might be, um, and they're out there absolutely smashing it and rocking it and mm-hmm. everybody loves them just because of who they are. And that's how it should be. And that's how it should 100%. be. And that's, that's um, because sometimes, you know, because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, um, you know, <laughs> you do you do because when you're in the public eye, you think, well, I've got to try and look my best, you know, I could shift a stone, I could, you know, there's things I could do, you know, to make myself look more presentable. And then you see these people out there and you think, you know, why, why am I bothering? Why you know, yeah. I think it's easier for men, though. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is that. I think to not conform. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I don't want to name yeah. names, but like yeah. you know, you think the big pop stars out out there who don't have to worry about their weight because no one's really judging no. their weight. Yeah, there's just or a how stronger narrative behind what's attractive as a female. Than yes, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and it always has been. So yeah, I know. Yeah, and I think there's 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 a mixture there's some people who have broken through as artists and just because of their sheer talent um nothing to do with their size or how they look or whatever um but then there are artists out there who have broken through based based on the talented and also the fact that they look amazing yeah. mm-hmm. and then th- there'll be a pressure on them to feel like they need to keep that up yeah because if they go from looking amazing to just letting themselves go uh-huh. it's going to be yeah you know whereas if they'd just come in looking like that maybe they would have been fine but there's, there's definitely a pressure, but I do think it doesn't matter as much no. now. Seeing some of the major artists that are mm-hmm. out there, that there's definitely there's a chance for anybody who good. looks, you know, however, whatever, however, which way. But you way. always want to look your best as well. It's not like you're trying to conform all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to go out and about, then I want to put some makeup on and say, okay, I want to feel good about myself yeah. today. I don't mm-hmm. want to look in the mirror and go, oh, Caroline, come on. That's for you as well, though. Not That's just for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. nice. Eh? Yeah, I actually. Um, woke up this morning and texted mum straight away and I said if I'm gonna feel nice today you have to let me put my makeup on mum and like feel good for me uh-huh uh, sorry we I are did. in the same house by the way when she did this <laughs> 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 still in bed. upstairs <laughs> downstairs <laughs> <laughs> still in bed because uh, half six is definitely the best of the night for us <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's fine we don't need to leave it till half nine <laughs> <laughs> but it is for you yeah. like if you yeah it, like how you look is part of how you perform sometimes and if you look and feel confident you're gonna mm-hmm. perform better and whatever yeah, it is you're yeah. trying to do I agree I even did that for my exams at school I was like if I get up and have yeah. my nice routine I'm like gonna own it yeah. yeah show up for yourself yeah, yeah that's what you need mm-hmm. to do well as the oldest female in the room I can tell you that when you get to my age you definitely <laughs> feel like if I could go back to second year high school now and wear my jacket with it yeah. you know I'd be like yeah, yeah. I, I would love to feel would. like yeah. hey don't you think Lara even over the last four years I, I now I'm like nah I, I want to do that care. I want my hair to do you know mm-hmm. whatever you do get to a stage where you definitely. just think what? 
who cares anymore? Who am yeah. I trying to impress? I know. Yeah. You know, everyone's I'm at the comfy shoe stage. Yeah, <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> like, everyone's going to have a pin- an opinion on yeah. what you wear, what you say, what you do. So what you know, it might as well please yourself. Please yourself. Yeah, and I'm totally. the same. If I had to go back to school now, I would be a completely different yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would not be squashing myself down to please anyone else. It's not. quite cruel that you um, like the world that you figure and you get to that yeah. point when you're older i know i'm at the point right uh, i'm probably still trying to yeah it's heartbreaking actually to watch it as a mum. it'll come give it another 10 years and you'll be like i don't care care." no no definitely i hope in 10 years because that would make you 29 Mm -hmm. whereas i think it's taking me till i'm at least past 40 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah if i did go back to second year or my younger days i would not have that perm it was, <laughs> it was a disaster. <laughs> I had a bit of a disastrous perm as well, to be honest, when I was about 17, 18. Oh my God. And there's photos to prove it. Oh. And I've begged my best pals to never let them out on a social media. Uh, they will, though. They that will. was back before social media. So, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so let's, yeah, let's how's it, how has it been growing up? In a, I have a question for you, but how yeah. was it growing up? And as a teenager, with the light of sh- uh, you know social media upon you, because I can't think of anything worse. Yeah, it was. I was actually thinking about it when we were just talking about school, um, because your differences are so much more apparent, even mm. than you know you don't notice at school, but your social media will show your difference, and also just socially, like comparing yourself, what you were doing. So I was talking to my boss the other day about how I would be sitting at home with my mum and dad in like mm-hmm. third year and second year school on a Friday night and I wouldn't have an issue with that but then I would go on my phone and I would see tens of people at a party and they were all posting photos like drinking or like having Mm -hmm. fun and then I would then feel bad about what Mm -hmm. I was doing because it was constant reminder that you're not that Mm -hmm. um but I think that I'm lucky that now I don't think it takes as long to realize that that's not a reality but when you're in first second third year fourth year mm-hmm. you have no idea you're also not talking to people about it so you just think that that's it was ho- yeah. it is it isn't nice it's horrible and i can I only can't. imagine now because it's probably yeah. even more yeah I'll, I'll tell you as the mum of lara mm-hmm. so i obviously think that she's beautiful because she's my daughter she if i tell be- you be- she can't have her photo taken did like, you know i'll tell you something right now on as as we're as we're talking about this but as soon as i saw you i actually thought I after this podcast I was going to mention to you to get in touch with model team because I think you're very very beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so yeah. see, so that and that's coming from someone who sees people who do modeling all the time and do yeah. things like that. And you're probably very embarrassed right now. <laughs> that I've said that, but you know, yeah. I I wouldn't say it unless unless I yeah. thought it. But you know, thank it's you. it's all about how you how you feel. And I I was the same when I was at school and I you know mm-hmm. I didn't have any confidence at all and, and I wasn't popular yeah. and you know as far as I was aware. I think that's because you're very, very pretty though. And I think the girls are the worst at school. Mm. If they see a pretty girl who's got talent, which she obviously did because she played piano and all all that stuff, you know, they're going to want to bully that person. Destroy her, bring her down. Destroy her. I know. And that's what some people did to you. Mm -hmm. They bullied you Mm -hmm. at school. And Uh. that's actually why, um, so me and mum came to Advance and Eve from very different perspectives Mm -hmm. and needs. And for me, it was very much you know, I was talking about feminism at school and I was like, well, actually, 
one of the biggest issues and what's stopping women is other women pulling each other down yeah. and comparing each other and being yeah. competitive with yep. each other and why is there a need yes there's a need for relative and healthy competition you know I want to push mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. but there's not a need to pull someone else down to no. get there and uh, on our Advanced Eve launch event I said Advanced Eve is about supporting other women instead of pulling each other down because there's it's all good and well talking about mm-hmm. what you need to do to achieve female equality but if you're not even going to start by looking at yourself yeah. and what you're doing then what is that totally and, point? and it is it's women it's women you know mm-hmm. like my my whole high school experience was being bullied by girls yeah. other girls other, yeah the guys exactly. were great you know, know. and yeah. well, i'm sure they were <laughs> <laughs> no but like it's just um yeah it's that thing you know a lot of women will talk about you know women equality and you know being put down by men and yeah all that sort of thing but most of the time most of the time it's women doing it to themselves women. we're terrible and we wanted to be brave and, and be the be ones that say said that. that because yeah. ev- so we openly say to people we are not about feminism at all no. uh, because actually so me with within my school life and my working life I've always had way more issues with other women than I have ever had with a man mm. and I have probably been part of that myself but mm-hmm. I've not been able to identify you're not it. it you're not no. conscious mm-hmm. it's like this but no one no one actually says do you know what men are one thing but we're actually really not very nice to each other as women yeah. either. I actually yep. prefer a lot of male company. Mm, a lot yeah, of my close too. friends are guys. And yeah. I love the banter. I love having a laugh with them. I've been very lucky. I've got some really good male friends who mm-hmm. are really good men. Yeah. You know, and we know there's the whole Me Too thing and there's a whole lot of other behaviour that yeah. goes on, which is awful. Yeah. And that's another subject. Yeah. But yeah, I do think that as women, we've just there's got a, to hold each yeah. other up yeah. and we've just got to support each other a wee bit more and like stop trying to bring others down others down yeah. you know, you're not benefiting from it they're not benefiting no, from it it's, it's a negative it's actually place redundant here, yeah. to do really. it's very negative yeah and why why tear people down why not it's competition isn't it it's jealousy competition yeah. often masking your own insecurities you know yeah. well if i say that to that person that'll bring them down and you know, I'll feel better about myself yeah. for five minutes. For five minutes. That's the thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's for short five minutes. Yeah. It's yeah. not fixing. So the, thing, the thing you don't realise when you're at school is that every single person, even the popular girls, are feeling they have their own yeah. internal struggles. Absolutely. And they don't know... Everyone has a struggle. They yeah. don't know, mm-hmm. you know what other people are thinking and stuff and they have their own and they might put on this facade and things like that and everybody might love them and things. But, you know, they're still worried about what they put on their social media. They're still worried and about actually, these things. They're probably thinking about it even more. So, like mm. when uh, going back to my experience of um, school, it was the likes thing of social media was a. It was a numerical validation for what you felt at school that you yeah. weren't popular. So you know you were comparing your twenty nine to their two hundred and fifty. It's a measure of popularity. It was self esteem. Yeah, and you were mm-hmm. aware that they knew it. And actually, in my fifth uh, last year at school. Um, my school held a um, training day in which this company came in and they asked everyone in my year to go to that end if you think you're popular and go to that end if you think you're not and <gasps> if you're in the middle stay seated and wow, it, wow. everyone did the it the school paid for this it was by the way bizarre. I was like what is going on and they they read they redo it they still do this wow. event and it was horrific being sitting in the middle and watching the popular people go to one end and the others and then afterwards the whole year group just felt it had um just like social media mm-hmm. does it had put what everyone was aware of 
mm-hmm. physically, physically, and it was just room. it was just yeah. that would have been a hard Cringe. thing though because there might Cringe. have been mm-hmm. there might have been people because maybe some popular people have a wee bit of humility about themselves, but you know you might be sitting there thinking. Well, I'm perceived as a popular person, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that. No, no. Yeah. I'm not going to be no, like, yeah, yeah I'm so popular, you know. Yeah, so there yeah. must have been a bit of like yeah. conflict. What is co- what is what should we do? You know, what should I do here? Where should I move to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and maybe you might be feeling really insecure and thinking I'm not very popular. But do you want to reflect, like, know, show that to other people, yeah. or do you want to say no? Well, actually, no, I'm yeah, comfortable. Care. You know, comfortable. do you know? Hard. I am just so relieved that as a child growing up there was no social media yeah mm-hmm. because some of the scrapes you got onto when you're grown up in your teen years house parties having a bit too much <laughs> oh to drink that oh my god i am so relieved that there wasn't any <laughs> photographic evidence of some of the states oh, i would I mean, get in absolutely some of the yeah. scrapes yeah. the nonsense yeah. we got up to because yeah. you'd never recover from it no and that's not. a part of your character building is to not have it played back to you mm-hmm. and shared to all these people you and used against you to yeah. embarrass and yeah. humiliate you it's like okay something happens you learn from it and you grow up and you don't do that again mm-hmm. but social media is not forgiving no. it cancels people it's the cancel culture as well which is a whole other thing mm-hmm. um and i'm just yeah and in fact i think if it wasn't for music i don't think i'd be on your facebooks and things like that no, no. Yeah. same there is a so one of my friends um, had horrible time at school with evidence. So, you know, people would film mm-hmm. her doing stuff with a guy and it would be on yeah, there and she'd have to awful. see it. So she left. She deleted Instagram when she was in fifth year mm-hmm. school and she never got it back. And recently I was sitting next to her and I was like, eh, is that Instagram on your phone? She's like, yeah, I realised that if I don't follow anyone from home, I can follow accounts that inspire me and it's just yeah. for what I want. And she uh, follows educational pages so she Good can get her. snippets of information um without actually needing to have the rest That's awful so, what happened yeah. to her and people should be going to jail for that mm-hmm. i'm really sorry but that, that is, is i know a criminal offense mm-hmm. as a professional because you know obviously marketing is what yeah. i do it is a powerful tool but as a parent and as a human being i hate it's social awful. terrifying yeah, i wouldn't use it either if it wasn't mm-hmm. it. but then you know it brought us together today yeah. so if we if we can use it right but yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. so if we one day if we manage to get photos so taken for stuff for us for advance and eve with lara in them as well i think you you'll know that we've made some progress Aww. but good uh, yeah. you really should just you know absolutely cannot have our photo taken at all like oh. i couldn't even say to you guys today right let's get a photo of us mm-hmm. for this because she just she just wouldn't yeah. have, wouldn't be able to have her photo fair taken. enough you know if yeah. that's how you feel then that's how you feel it's mm-hmm. totally okay yeah. Totally one day okay. one day you'll feel comfortable with it absolutely one yeah. day you won't care you yeah. won't care as much you're only what 19 at the moment yeah i mean that's a whole lifetime you know a goal for me and when I think about what I was like at the that difference. age oh wow I yeah. mean just night and day night and day mm-hmm. you'll just you'll you'll just you'll just grow into yourself and yeah. you realize and you'll care less I still care what people think about me a lot we all do deep down I, I do care a lot but I'm I'm learning to I'm learning to um realize whose opinions matter yeah and whose don't you know yes care what your mum thinks about you care what your, your good friends and family think about you because they're the people that will tell you the truth mm-hmm. but not um, the random person don't, yeah, yeah. yeah not anyone else yeah. mm-hmm. oh that's got a wee bit heavy in it. <laughs> <laughs> i know we've got a wee bit deep and emotional <laughs> right let's bring it back bring to it back, our level caroline you're a professional podcaster how are we doing <laughs> fantastic i just think the chat has been so interesting free-flowing and natural 
we can go off piste and it's yeah. totally fine and that's a good interview so we I feel relaxed I think you're doing a so cracking job that cracking job well we're done all right. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're actually quite close to the end um uh, which is great because we have to let you go at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've talked quite a lot about your individual journeys and, and you've almost kind of touched on it already um, in terms of that, where you grew up and um, if it was seen as a safe and secure thing to do mm-hmm. to move into music. But beyond that, um, has there been support for you? Is there a support network for you? So if there were people listening who had an aspiration to become the next big thing in music from Scotland... Is there a support mechanism there, do you think? Um, in terms of people getting into music yeah. and what they should do and who yeah. they should be speaking to. Because you've talked a lot stuff. about all of the stuff that you have to do alone and on yeah. your own, not just with the money, but you know, you're fulfilling loads of different roles. And um, I'm, not, I'm not talking about people like that would volunteer to do it for you, but sometimes it sounds like that can be quite a lonely journey. Very much. Yeah. And if you've got each other, then great. But you might still only have each other is there a support network out there there is for us in terms of the experience that we've built up so we've got our manager dave we've got the pr girls that work with us now um we've got my friend keith who does a lot of support comes to gigs and helps us with the stage management so we've got our wee family um and that's our friends as well so like you know we've built up a trusted wee family but for other people that are getting into music for the first time and saying, like, where do I start? What do I do? And there's no real, like, formula for it. It's mm-hmm. a case of just having to throw yourselves in there mm-hmm. and you meet people along the way. And that's where I feel like we could probably do more to educate people on what to do with music. Because if you don't go to college to study music business, because yeah. there are the courses that you go to, to certain colleges where you learn how to get into music business um, and the different aspects of that and you build up your contacts through that. But for somebody who wants to be an artist, getting out there and doesn't know who to go to or where to start, um, there are a few organisations that will help you. So if you join the MU, so that's like a union for musicians and they've got support there, they've got a legal team, um, they will help talk to you about aspects of your gigs if you need to go out and gig somewhere what insurance you need all that good stuff so sign up with the musicians union if you get any contracts you can get them to review that to see if the contracts are worth the the paper they're written on so definitely join the mu um it's quite cheap it's about 14 quid a month for membership um and really really good value for money and you look after you um when you're writing your own music you need to safeguard your music you need to mm-hmm. copyright it so you've got the performing rights society or the prs mm-hmm. sign up with them if you're a performer sign up with the ppl Um, that's how you get paid for performing your own original music yes mm-hmm. um we've got some conventions on as well in scotland we've got something called the wide days yeah, born convention to be born to be wide um they have guest speakers on from different aspects of the music biz to help people who are trying to get into music. There's the unsigned guide, which is a great tool and resource tool. So it's just getting out there, looking for the official organisations mm-hmm. and reach out to them. Because um, there's a lot of charlatans yeah, out there. Yes. Be careful. So I was just about to say, don't... Money, money, money. Don't, um, 
yes, there are things you have to pay for. There are lots of things you have to pay for. You know, you know, proper recording sessions with with um, proper producers and you know PR companies and and things like that. There are things you have to pay for, but there are lots of things that people ask you to pay for that you should not be paying for. Um, the yeah, along the way, I've I've signed up to things. You know, like getting people to review your music and stuff like oh, that and no, you maybe right. pay 150 quid and then you never hear anything ah, you know like mm. things you know and you, you learn you learn along the way but playlists oh yeah pay to be on a playlist mm. some people have got really popular spotify playlists that have got thousands of followers and you think oh i'll get in touch with that person and see if they like my music they come back going, yeah, your song's great, but it'll be X amount of money to get on a playlist, and you go, what? And they ha- and they have it all, f- they have it all sorted. So it'll be like, if you want um, X amount of this plays, place, it, this amount of pl- plays, um, it will be this amount per month. <gasps> if you want to be placed at the top of the playlist, it will be X amount per month, and 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 it's oh, like that's what? not real. Spotify, what are you like? Are uh-huh. you actually? They must be aware of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very, it's kind of like, but it's like a business though within itself mm-hmm. it's like you mm-hmm. could set up a company that does playlists on spotify you pay your normal sub to spotify and you've got your playlists and then you're actually profiteering from getting people to pay to be on your own playlist mm-hmm. now something doesn't feel right about that whole setup definitely not it's it not seems right. the complete opposite of what spotify is meant to be about eh? but discovering yeah. new music uh-huh. and discovering new artists yeah. and things like that and there is all these people that are just making money off the back yeah. of it yeah yeah oh. it's there's definitely this it's, it's a minefield out uh, there yeah. it's a it's a hard industry to to find the the genuine real people mm-hmm. and you'll get a lot of people oh god over the years so many people saying oh you know i could make you famous and i can do this and that and oh, I work for this company and you're like no you don't mm. you know but at the time you think oh or you they know, worked for yeah. them at one point somebody still this company they wants to sign me or whatever or yeah <laughs> it's a lot of rubbish you uh, know yeah genuine deals and opportunities don't come no knocking very easily especially when you're in that early stage no. unless you're a super talent Aye. that's like you yeah. know we snap you up right now yeah, but yeah. you know it's if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. It is. Good Don't advice. sign anything mm. out of desperation yes. either. No, no. You know, I've seen Get the MU to check it over. Get them to mm. check it over. That's um, a great call. So, yeah, yeah, just watch what you're doing. Yep. Good. Yep. Grand. Um, okay, so what are your future aspirations for the Eves? World domination! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's the best answer I'm going to give Yeah, pretty much. Future aspirations. Why not? It would be nice to get an album out at some point. We're still building up a following, so we're going to see how far we can get the following before we put out albums and things like that. But I think future aspirations in the short term, put out another couple of singles this year. Hopefully get on some playlists on radio. That would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Try and get a wee tour. Try and get back into the gigging and um, possibly support a big act on a a tour or something like that would be really nice, wouldn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's no. what we and maybe get a wee deal or two. That would yeah. be nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure, definitely. That sounds good, eh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't doubt that it'll happen. No, nope, not oh, at all. Thank, thank you, you. <laughs> thank you. So I was going to ask, where can we come and see you? So that's to kind of to be confirmed in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. We've got a couple of gigs this year that yeah. we've oh, been good. booked for. Yeah, so well, actually, we're up to Tyree on Friday. We're 
flying up to Tyree to do oh. um, an online gig for the Tyree Music Festival transmitting live so they couldn't put the festival on this mm-hmm. year because of covid but uh, they're doing an online thing yeah, and we're um, doing it next year we're going to perform yeah, at the festival the next year yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if hopefully god willing goes ahead but yeah. so we're doing that this weekend and then we're playing at the vibration festival in calendar falkirk mm. on the 4th of september um on the saturday i think that is and then we're playing at capers and canish mm-hmm. Um, which is up in Inverness in Inverness on the ooh, was that the 17th of September yeah. 18th it was one of 17th. those those, yep. those days so yeah good wow. a couple of things Got to look forward things, to yeah. ease ourselves yeah. in slowly again you know <laughs> um, did, is there anything our listeners could do to support you um, other than just you know listen to your single well Obviously, you know, there's obvious things. Follow on social media if you yeah. can, um, you know, and things like YouTube and stuff like that. Sign up for that. Um, come Since along. Just what to- I say, the link is in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> She's got you prepped for that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get all the website links and we'll get everything, everything. out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You just support up, you know, support um, us by signing up to things like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you like our music, then you know please come along to gigs and mm-hmm. support us you know you can support us with merchandise and things like that too which is how we make you know some of any money yeah <laughs> so we try and you know do you have t-shirts we, we do. do oh yeah. she's so gonna buy loads oh <laughs> that's my thing them on our website yeah <laughs> on our website t-shirts yeah. and fridge magnets so. oh brilliant <laughs> oh yeah we've got t-shirts caroline's actually got, got a couple t-shirts. of prints as well oh, that you should have brought a signed poster for you girls oh, i'll oh, drop yeah. it in next time um i've got some time off this week so if you're around mm-hmm. um i'll drop in a wee signed mm-hmm. poster for you and we've got art mm-hmm. prints that we did mm-hmm. So that's artwork for one of our singles, a proper original. No way! A lot of one for the brand new day. Painting. Abstract painting. We did that. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you did it. Yeah. I didn't have any part in it. <laughs> <laughs> that was me trying to combine my love of painting Paint with, with music. the music. So mm. I did the the artwork for one of our singles, and um, we've got it on beautiful, proper quality paper it's a framer it's a framer mm-hmm. oh um, <laughs> plug plug see what we're doing here we're plugging away great well done uh, now nah, just yeah i mean share our music yeah. to your friends and your family if you come along and see us and yeah. you know if we've got any nice merch that you want to to buy or even just, like buy, even just buy, buy the music you know yeah buy um, the music definitely. download the music as well as stream if you download mm-hmm. i don't this. understand what this means so just play. i've got an apple subscription does that mean that you've got money from me downloading it no, oh, no. so you stream so Do like yeah. your streaming <gasps> rates like it's it's not even a penny what is it point yeah. zero zero oh, something no. pe- but, but if you've got the old itunes yeah. account you can download a a song for 59p so like oh, you okay. know yeah but look you know and then artists have other pages it's like Bandcamp and stuff like that where you can actually buy the song download it and things like that so you own the copy of the yeah. song on your computer oh i see right. and like like which is dying out to be honest it is I dying know. out for us um, like if we streaming is obviously a very very convenient tool like i use spotify all the time despite not agreeing with what they pay artists uh-huh and I would quite gladly be paid ten pounds a month, but I would quite gladly pay fifty pounds a month yeah. for that. Um, but what I tend to do is, if I like an artist, I will use a streaming just for the convenience. But I will um, go and buy their vinyl album, or I'll go and buy the CD, or buy a T-shirt, or something like that, something. or go and see them in concert just yes. to, to balance, to, out. Uh, balance out. You know the fact that I'm getting a lot of 
use and pleasure out of this you know music I want to give back give some money because it's the only way they can sustain a living yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. and you'll understand because you of course yeah just absolutely yeah curious. well we'll buy some merch mm-hmm. I like the word merch anyway <laughs> <laughs> sounds cool to so get some merch <laughs> Sorry. She's cringing. <laughs> Honestly, all the time. <laughs> um, so if you could be asked any question in the world, what would it be and how would you answer it? If you have different ones, feel free to do your own. Because you're going to be so famous. This is when I look at Caroline because uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I suppose getting to know us more in terms of who we are as individuals rather than just the eaves like mm-hmm. like um so for example what are your strengths and weaknesses together like so how do you complement each yeah. other but your personalities are, i suppose yeah. um, and just getting to know the people behind the music a bit because mm-hmm. it's all fab to get the story and the journey of how we came to be but well, just everyday things there's like certain things like I would want coffee, people to dig to deep like, in. Dogs or cats? Oh yeah, dogs or cats? Oh dogs! But oh. I love all animals, to be We're honest. Cats. We're cats. <laughs> oh, see, to be honest, oh. I love all animals. All animals. I love all animals. I would have any of them, but yeah, dogs have a special place in my well, heart. I'm just trying to get a dog at the moment, but my dad's not quite getting on board. So. Oh really? Because well, we're we're cat people, but um, obviously Lara's left home. Her younger brother is about to leave home, so I'm suffering from empty nest syndrome, or I'm, I'm feeling oh, you it. Need something to cuddle. I need something, cuddle baby. So I was like a teacup co- uh, miniature cockapoo. It, it's only. <laughs> grows Tiny. to like eight inches or something yeah. I'm like please let me get it's a basically a cat in it yeah that will give you probably more, much more love I <laughs> <laughs> love you unconditionally all of the time no for it at all though yeah. it's like no I'll divorce you if you can't talk a lot a bit heavy handed I know? see men quite often do this you just have to turn up with the dog right <laughs> that's all you have to do and like my mum did it to my dad as well <laughs> just turned up with a dog one day and he's like alright and ended up being best friends best pals yeah. well well okay. Watch this space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tea or coffee then, dog. since we're here. But both depends what day, what time of day it is. Uh, me too. Uh, it's got to be tea in the morning. Tea in the morning. Tea, in the morning. tea yeah. at night, but in the afternoon, the mid afternoon slump uh, is a coffee. Yeah. A wee coffee. Mm-hmm. But also, just like you know, I would say, in terms of strengths and weaknesses as individuals, it works quite well between us. We're both quite different, although we've got a lot of similar interest. Like you know, we're both vegan. Mm-hmm. We do that for the animals, right? Um, <laughs> but also health as well. But like the differences are quite interesting because it seems to work. So like, I'm the business organised person. I'm a demon on a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Do all the use accounts. Pivot tables. Pivot table. The whole shoot. Charts, it. graphs, everything. I'll sit and do all the businessy stuff mm-hmm. and the organising, which you can't stand. Yep. But when it comes to the vocals for tracks or whatever she's amazing at the vocal production side of things in terms of helping to coach me as to the harmonies for a particular song because you've got that theory of music grounded yes, yes. and you're classically trained you uh-huh. can come up with a harmony in about two seconds where wow. it would take me a lot longer to be like what's going to go with that and you're very very precise and you help to guide me in the vocal booth um so like she's got that wee strength i've got the other side and we work together yeah. you know yeah. and to be honest it wouldn't have worked without either of our strengths because you know may have had a certain amount of of songwriting ability and singing ability but without caroline's business mind we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are yeah. right now yeah. you, um, you really do and i didn't know 
I didn't know a lot about the business side of music and you've taught me so much about distributing your music and how mm-hmm. to get it in you know because nobody you can't just put out a song and it automatically goes on Spotify no. and iTunes mm-hmm. and all you have to get a company to distribute it for you um, and then there's PRS where you, that's how you get paid PPL all these different governing bodies as oh, well collection societies yeah yeah, yeah I didn't know how to do any of any that, of that. Um, ah. and I think that's probably a lack of that with musicians with music. yeah I, was just I think that's say. probably mm-hmm. what sorts out you know who actually makes it who doesn't uh-huh. yeah. you know and you don't always necessarily need a management or you know um, labels to tell you how to do that you know you can actually just teach teach yourself learn. or be taught yeah. by someone yeah. um and learn how to do it yourself um and yeah you need you need that business that business mind you need that combination that yes. right combination to take it an forward. old boss of mine used to say there's a difference between baking the cake and running the business of baking the cakes so you've mm-hmm. got both you've got the baking the cake and the yeah. knowledge to run the business mm-hmm. the cake baking business yeah, yeah. Totally. and i think yeah i think I, you can see that quite a lot with creative so um my husband's brother lara's uncle is a goldsmith right so wow. creative but the business side of that it's a different skill set you know? yeah, yeah 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 so no absolutely because you talked you mentioned about um the music business or learning about the music mm-hmm. business but i suppose that it's when you say the music business you just think of all the stuff that you've just mentioned eh? but actually mm-hmm. the business of the music it's yeah 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 it's yep. it's its own beast um, yeah definitely and it takes up too much of my time I and i say. would rather not do it but i know because of what i do in my day job that i'm the best fit to do it and yes. you've just got to rise to the challenge and yes. use the skills you've got uh-huh. um you know and i spent years learning all that to get to where i am um so what's the point of sitting struggling you just need to go you know what I just need to do just it. Do just it. need to yeah. go on with it. Yeah. Or paying or trying to pay somebody else to do it as Try well. Trying to pay like. someone else, but then often... Who would never um, be good enough, would they? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got the measure of you very quickly. She really has. <laughs> <laughs> but you're good for kind of reining me in because you're definitely more laid back than me. So you'll obviously rein me in, Marisa. When, like, mm. I do work a lot. Like, I work around the clock. I'm a workaholic. And it takes for Marisa to say no you're not doing anything today stop mm-hmm. and you've got that healthy kind of balance although you're more my boundaries have been now. pushed though i tell ah. you what yeah <laughs> but you do uh, yeah. help to rein me in yeah yeah you've got to stay healthy oh yeah yeah you know there's no point you can't no, be sleep deprived yeah. forever no no not at all it just would end up impacting on the music really yeah, yeah. you want to wrap it up then yeah so thank you very much for coming and talking to us today it's i think awesome. it was a, yeah it's a great recording i think um and is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we oh well come back to dogs oh, yeah oh so we love dogs yeah so i'll hand over to marisa for this segment I just yeah well i love animals in general but yeah dogs um i ended up getting involved um in a dog rescue who are based out in serbia um, and the, both of us did actually in fact going back to business minds <laughs> again um, I got involved um, just through a friend of a friend and gave a donation and ended up going onto their Facebook page and having a wee look and at the, mo- at the time when I looked the Facebook page wasn't up to much you know the guy who was running it didn't really speak very good English and it just wasn't it wasn't social media friendly it was far too graphic um, 
you know, and it is, it's very, very tough out there. It's horrible. Different culture it's over different there. different culture. And the dogs, dogs in Serbia. are really poisoned and... Abused. Abused and nobody wants to, you know, there's stray dogs everywhere because people don't take care of them. And mm-hmm. and that was the reason for, for getting involved. But just looking, you took a look at their their Facebook page and I was like, you oh, saw, no. you know, they were, this. they mm-hmm. were taking donations <laughs> through, you know, mm-hmm. a PayPal that just sounded really not legit. Uh, it, sounded, it just looked scammy. It, it mm. sounded very but scammy. But it wasn't. But because I knew through the friend of a friend and I met some people who'd been involved in it and Julie had been out to Serbia herself because she wanted to check it out to see if it was for real. Wow. She went out Committed. to Serbia to actually see and she knows it's legit. So, um, through that, we then all knew, and we wanted to set them up in a in a very business like way. Yeah, I was like, "Oh no, it needs a logo, it needs a brand, it needs a website. It, come on, guys, it needs a business bank account. Yeah. It needs mm-hmm. all this." But so. you know, so no one's going to do that. For but we just decided that would be our contribution. We would we would pay to get a promo video done, and, wow. and you know, set up the website and set up all our social media and stuff so like that. So what is the organisation called? Picos Pack. Aww. Um, What's the website? Uh, www.picospack.org Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we thought, I thought we, was gonna, we were going to set it up and then that would be your contribution <laughs> and, you know, sail off into the sunset. But actually, I pretty much run it day to day. Oh, you no do, way. yeah. Yeah. So for the UK, side, the UK yeah. side of things, um, so I do all the social media posts. Um, Caroline does the website. Um, I do all the fundraising and also the adoption side of things. We adopt over to the UK, so we're very, very involved in that. And myself and another lady, Julie, um, we bring the dogs over and we're very, very hands-on because it's quite a small, small knit thing um, so far. So we still, we keep in touch with the, the owners of the dogs that come over. So there's oh, dogs wow. in Edinburgh and Glasgow. There's groups of people everywhere. There's no one in Gala. Yeah. Is there in Gala Shields? Uh, one of our, cl- one no. of our Eves, um, so we call them the Eve. That's nice. Uh, Chloe... Dilly by Chloe. Chloe, um, she has a rescue dog. I'm sure it was from Serbia. Right. There's a couple. There's a uh, Serbia's Forgotten Paws as well, and mm. there's other organisations. But ones, yeah. um, that would have been strange, though, wouldn't it? I, would have, mm, I know. That had been. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's mad, but you know, if I want a small dog, we can probably sort you out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you have like an Give a dog a You could just arrive, and you could just say, you know, to your husband, "Have a dog." Little Serbian straight. It's got nobody. I love. Doesn't eat much. It needs a home. Can say that's not what he doesn't like. It's. <laughs> uh, uh, small dogs do s- I said that to will be like a little pellets <laughs> pellets maybe pellet that's yeah that's the least of your problem oh it's <laughs> <laughs> the barking and oh, the no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding that's all the love I'm kidding no 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 dogs oh. can do no wrong in my no, eyes as no. far as I'm concerned I I'm going to be one of these old people who has land and a massive house and just loads of dogs. So many dogs everywhere. She will. And that's basically what Mira's life is. Maybe a dog lady. But Mira who runs the sanctuary, she has about hundred and thirty dogs. Cats over there as well though. We oh, do have cats do have that we look after as well. About so twenty six or twenty seven cats. Cattery there as well. Oh, so nice. yeah, well, so you're just all around good people. Uh, <laughs> it would be nice to go over. We're desperate to go over to get our hands dirty, mm-hmm. to help to sweep up the poo and yes. to look after the dogs and <laughs> But we just can't travel at the moment, yeah. so it will uh, happen. Though. It will happen. Yeah. You know, we'll be over. But yeah. but that's yeah. that's like music and dogs are my passion. I think if you yeah. weren't doing the music, you'd probably run your own 100%. dog sanctuary, wow. or you'd help out at yeah. a, 
a dog rescue that's what yeah 100 percent love yeah. uh, there's just oh there's the bottle bank <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah there's nothing that compares to an animal's love uh-huh. I, I mean you're probably the same i i don't have a huge amount of experience with cats but i know that the, sometimes they can be very very loving oh yeah and yeah. if you get the right cat some uh, some of them can be very aloof and yes. things, but you know the the love that you get from an animal is just, uh, definitely it's just yeah, so different yeah. and it's unconditional isn't yeah, it yeah. Yeah. unlike children well, <laughs> well, well we're conditioned to so. <laughs> perfect oh well perfect yeah. so thank you very much for coming on um, thank you for having us thank you. Yeah. good luck we really enjoyed we're going to be your groupies yeah. forever yeah. Yeah. to see you at a gig absolutely to see you with girls. merch on get your t-shirts on <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you ladies right. so see thank you, you enjoyed bye. it bye bye, bye.